Sirius 197, XM202, The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Hey, buddies, we start right now. It is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, already looking for the... Ichiban, because you don't want to be the type of person that when a call-in radio show starts, you say to yourself, well, I'll just wait let other people do stuff. No, that's not you. Not in 2010. You're the type of person that says to yourself, I want to get involved in this. I'm going to pick up my telephone, give the show a call, interact with Ronnie B, and try to uh, light this thing up already. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Starting off the show today looking for... Ichibans and... Uh, I'm going to say this right off the bat, Chris Stanley on my shit list, because during the big uh, fantasy camp last night, you went to auto-pick? Auto-pick? Fuck no. Nobody's auto-picking. Everybody said that you were auto-picking in that room because you weren't part of the chat feature. I was I was a couple, I was chatting a little, but I had just woken up. I was sleeping when Fez called me. I passed out when I got home. Thank Christ, then. Yeah. Thank Christ. Uh, the two people that weren't uh, talking trash uh, were you and uh, the blowhard. Well, I was very uh, into what well, I was putting my team together. This is fucking serious. Not by the way I looked at it. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Not by the way I looked at it. Come on. Ray Rice, what's up? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, all right, well, I'll get this thing started today. Looking for Ichibans, and uh, obviously right off the bat, and I think this is going to uh, be and stay the big story until at least after 9-11, um, the Florida Preacher will not uh, uh, change his mind and keep on going. And I don't know why any of the other big preachers aren't talking to him yet. You would think one of the ace preachers uh, would give him a call, but so far nothing. Hey, Jude, Jude, what do you got for an Easter lunch? First of all, buddies, can somebody bring me back some money, please? We'll see if we can do that for you. Somebody bring me back some money, please. On that new shit, niggas like how come? Niggas want my old shit, buy my old album. Niggas stuck on stupid, I gotta keep it moving. Niggas make I, the same You know, I don't need to go in that direction. What do you got, Jude? Uh, Philly's up on my beloved Braves by half a game. It is, uh, I don't know how they're doing it without hitting, but uh, for some reason, Philadelphia Phillies. And this song is always going to make me uh, Mr. L. Douglas. Who knows? We'll be strutting down Broad Street again. By the way, this thing will get Kathleen up. She'll be heading right down. I don't know why this music never got bigger than rock and roll. Here's Joe and Queens. Joe and Queens, what do you got for a... Elon just came back from a taxpayer junket, number one. I, I'm sorry, I can't... I, I, I couldn't hear, hear the first part, Joe. Uh, the Elon, he just came back from a taxpayer junket. 
whatever he was. We paid for him to go there. Secondly, they have the freedom and right to burn our flag. Why don't we have the express freedom to burn their Koran? Uh, you do have the express uh, freedom to burn the Koran, but you heard from General Petraeus that you're going to get American troops killed. And it doesn't matter. There's not a lot, there's not a lot of people out there who support the troops. There's a lot of people who are like, well, fuck those guys. They signed up for this. Who cares how dangerous it gets? Uh, and I brought this up yesterday. I would defend this idiot's fucking right to burn the Koran. But in the meantime, uh, you heard it from Petraeus. Our troops are going to be in danger over it. Uh, let's go over here to Todd in the city of Detroit. Panic in Detroit. What do you got? Got a big Ichiban for you there, Ronnie. Well, let me hit this. Ichiban. City of Detroit was burned to the ground yesterday. Uh, I don't know nothing about the story. You say, say it as you go. And it's almost like if I was throwing this to my news guy in the field and he yelled out, someone got murdered and then left. Uh, you got to stick with it. 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Need you to pick up those telephones and get me started on it. H. Yaban. Let's go over here. Terry and Beacon, you're on Ron Fez. I don't know if you classified an H. Yaban, Ron. It's mm. kind of a personal one. My chick is in that toddling town right now at Molly's Bakery. Going to be bringing me home and the boys and Beacon some Ron Bennington's going to be dining on them tonight. Oh, fantastic. Can we hear that Molly song? You know, we haven't played that in a while. I don't know what happens with our producers meeting, but uh, Sleeves has done a lot of great songs for us, and I don't think they're keeping up. Let's pop it again, the big Molly song. In the chocolate underground, I found a butterfinger buried. Butterscotch and nosh and peanut butter all were married. Molly's cup, cakes won the cup. Cake wars. Now you can eat your Ronnie B and listen more. If you sink into the frosting of this sinful culinary, delicious buttercup of cake, you'll be forever merry. Molly's cup, cakes won the cupcake wars. Eat the winning Ronnie B and listen to his show. That's a delicious cupcake. That's a delicious cupcake. Someday I'm afraid we're going to find out Sleeves is not from this time. That somehow he jumped here from another time. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Looking for those Ichibans this morning. Pick up your telephone, give Ronnie B a call and say this. I have an Ichiban. I don't just sit here and listen to other people and their Ichibans. I have a way of helping out the show myself. Uh, Bill. Bill, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Ichiban, Ronnie. You got uh, Tiger Woods, Captain Pick. Making the Ryder Cup. Here's the interesting thing there. Is Tiger Woods trying to uh, just rebuild his entire attitude now? Like, look at me. I'm here for the United States of America. I'm Tiger Woods. You don't see me going around having sex with hookers. I'm a regular guy. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's uh, Phil, NPA. You're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, hey, guys, I have an Ichiban for you. And then I like to hit play this. I don't know if people are aware, but about uh, 5 o'clock this morning, an asteroid almost uh, hit Earth. Uh, it missed it by 154,000 miles. And this afternoon, there's going to be another one that's going to be closer at 49,000 miles. I've already gotten on. I was on the phone early this morning with Bruce Willis. And I wanted to send him up there uh, with a bunch of wildcats and see if they couldn't blow it up. 
Well, what they said was uh, Michu Pachu or whatever the guy's name is, mm-hmm. that that won't work because if, if you do that, it'll explode and there'll be more asteroids coming our oh, way. Oh, is that right? Well, then you ask Mr. Jerry Bruckheimer whether that works or not because I saw it work, and it worked <laughs> fantastic. And everyone got out of there except for Bruce Willis and Owen Wilson. And when Owen Wilson died, forget about it. What would probably end up happening is our nuke would get stuck in it and then come to Earth. The asteroid would hit us with a nuclear bomb as well. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's uh, head on over here to Justin in New Jersey. Justin, you got to... Yes, I do. John Lennon's uh, killer was denied parole again. And, Ronnie, it's only fitting considering Jay-Z's going to be in town at Yankee Stadium this week can, or next week. Can you bring the money back, please? I don't even know if they even have the money. Could somebody bring me back my money, please? Let's see if we... Somebody bring me back the money, please. Hey, hold on that new shit. Niggas like how come? Niggas want right, my whole shit. You know what? I'm a big Yankees fan, but he doesn't have to do that. Come on, you're wearing the hat, bro. Class. You ever hear Lou Gehrig talking that way? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's our buddy John. John, what do you got for me, pal? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Yeah. Got to eat you, Bon. Yeah. Um, not only is that crazy preacher burning a copy of the Koran, now people are apparently sending their copies, or sending him copies to burn for them. That was reported by Fox. You know what I wish I would have done is invest a little bit into the Koran. Now, is Fox acting like this is a bad idea or a good idea? I was the local, so they you know, didn't really express much of an opinion on it. I've noticed that so far I haven't seen any of the big preachers asking this guy to stop or any of the big uh, Republicans. It's kind of an interesting thing because it's a, it's a tough place to be in. You want to keep the... Uh, the the troops uh safe and sound but at the same time you don't want to look like you're you know pro Quran. eight six six ron zero fez eight six six ron zero fez uh alex in boston you're on the ron and fez show ron it's a sad day more important than this Quran thing louis is now off the air for a good long while well, uh, Louis wrapped up with uh, two episodes uh, last night and went off really, really strong. Uh, I don't, I don't feel sad about it. I, I feel almost kind of relieved that he had such a great season, and then end it on that unbelievably sweet scene uh, with him and the kids eating in the middle of the night and that that pan up at the city and the sky. I thought it was just a phenomenal way to go out. Now he's. Uh, his movie uh, comes out tonight, and Fez, what you're telling me is uh, already can't get tickets in New York. In New York, uh, tonight and tomorrow are sold out. Uh, Louis C.K., they added an extra show for September 14th. Wow, insane. Insane. Very, very cool. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, he had a tremendous season. And actually, I was thinking about the show a little bit last night. There's just this, and I know he's directing this, he's writing it, he's starring in it. But this, there's this strange thing that goes on where his stand-up is so aggressive, but then he's so passive in the scenes that they're uh, that he's interacting with other people. It's just a phenomenal show. He did just a terrific job with it. 
And I really think he's moving into that kind of, uh, I don't know, the way I felt when I saw the Larry, Larry Sanders show years ago, where I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Shanley's doing something completely different here. I think that's what Louis C.K. was able to pull off this year. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Jamie in Buffalo, you're on Run fez Hey, Ronnie, uh, New York school children are back to school today, which only means one thing for me, an educator, and that is violent dreams of kicking the shit out of my students. Now, you spent the summer doing what, Jamie? Uh, coaching football, teaching summer school, and teaching my girls how to swim. So, uh, do you like having the summers off, or...? Well, here, the, our union here yeah. uh, doesn't say it's uh, summer off. They call it a layoff because we don't get paid in the summer. Oh, I had no idea. So you just basically, you can go collect and... You can't collect, Ronnie. You can't. Well, then it's not a layoff. It's just fucking terminology that the union uses to, uh, you know, get an edge at the bargaining table. All right. Uh, school back in session, and I noticed that because up on the Upper East Side, fetish wear is back in a big, big way, or as they try to call it, schoolgirl uniforms. Uh, to me, it's pure fetish wear, though. And I actually say to the girls, I go, oh, I'm really loving this schoolgirl act. And uh, they're like, well, I'm a schoolgirl. And I go, why don't I play, you know, I'll play the part of this, like, creepy guy, you know, hitting on you. And I'd be like, no, um, you are a creepy guy hitting on me. This whole thing that you're acting like is fantasy is reality. And it's really, really uncomfortable. But those little girls, uh, those little Catholic girls especially, perfect fetish wear. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It would be even better if they were Asian, is the only thing that would put it over the top. Sometimes you, there's one in a group. It's very sexy. Well, fucking take a picture with your phone, bro. Don't just fucking go walking by it. There used to be a Catholic schoolgirl next to my college, and it was so much nicer to stare at those Catholic schoolgirls uh, school in the stupid college. Sure, while well, you sat there with a fucking loaded ether rag just staring out the window. What's wrong with that? I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I'm just fucking painting the picture for the listeners. I don't judge you, Hicks. All right? Look, Autopic, you don't have to worry about me even for a whoa, second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was human thought involved in that. I wasn't picking up on it. You... And I know Mikey Boy, but Mikey Boy had an excuse. He had to get his girls back to school today. He, I, I was thinking about this. Mikey Boy basically is Louie. He's living Louie's life where he has to watch over those girls. Maybe I can get him high one day then. We can throw shit out the window. The only difference is Mikey Boy's wife claims they're still married. But I'm not saying it. She's on the road so much with that dancing. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Doug in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Ronnie. I got Ichiban for you. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim the Anvil Neidhart uh, arrested in Tampa Bay for burglary yesterday. Well, uh, apparently they caught him. He's at a uh, at a gas station, and he just starts eating a bunch of oxys <laughs> and, and hitting on methadone and screaming at people. And then they, they go, and the cops show up and grab him. And the Oxys had some woman's name on it who had been uh, fucking robbed. But I also think this. You can't call yourself Anvil anymore. I mean, you haven't wrestled in, in quite a few decades. you got to drop the Anvil, and you're just Jim the Unemployed Nightheart. I, I feel bad for his daughter Natalia, who wrestles in the WWE. 
One reason is because she's built just like her dad. Um, not familiar with her. She's uh, wrestling now? Yeah, she's part of the Hart Dynasty. It's the British Bulldogs kid. It's one of the guys who uh, was the last trained at the Hart Dungeon in Calgary. And then Natalia, Neinhardt's daughter. Uh, glad to hear you're back on the uh, wrestling bandwagon, Fez. Oh, I haven't watched it, but they've been there a while. Envelette is what I call her. Brilliant. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Paul, Florida, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Yes, Ichiban Ronnie, Tom Brady is going to start the season making a measly $6 million. He's on the verge of being one of the highest-paid NFL quarterbacks when the season starts tomorrow. And, Fez, are your Buccaneers going to win a game this year? They won, what, 0-14 before they won a game? How many Buccaneer wins this year, Fez? Uh, I think they'll improve over last year and get four wins. First of all, Fez is a Jets fan, and he proved that last night by his number two pick being the Jets defense. I don't know a, that. a full nine rounds before anybody else picked a fucking defense. Hard Knocks goes diving in to make sure he could get his big fucking Jets defense. He said that yesterday uh, after the show in the office. I was like, all right. I'm glad I know what your strategy is. Um, eight, Quarterback and a defense. Eight six six round zero. Did you follow the way that they that this league of ours fucking scores? Because we're light on quarterbacks for whatever reason, and the scoring in our league, it's all halfbacks and wide receivers. And it's how it is. I think in a lot of it's because it, the running back, a running back or wide receiver always goes first, and anyone else I talk to about fancy. And the defense normally, uh, if you can get three points, you're all fucking happy. In our stupid league. Yeah, I think I was changing defenses almost every week. Oh, constantly. <laughs> but you, you didn't watch him on Hard Knocks. It's really all about Hard Knocks. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Brian. Brian in Missouri. You're on my Fez. Uh, I mean, I got H-E bottle. Yeah. Uh, the, the actor that played the interior decorator in Beetlejuice, he bumped his head, I guess, and died. When when Beetlejuice came out, we used to call that guy Fez of the Future. Um, but that's when Fez had that sassy, fun... He was sassy, fun Fez in those days. And we are like, that's literally going to be Fez. Oh, how wrong we were. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Only one more day to join our uh, pulls. Um... That you can go over and you can sign on this on 202 Friends. Uh, by the way, you don't have to be really good at football to be a part of this. If you've never played in a pool before, this is a great way to go into it. The elimination pool is going on. And then, of course, the Pick'em League. Uh, Fez will tell you what we have uh, on hand and how to get there. Go to 202friends on Twitter.com with the Pigskin Pick'em League that we're playing. Uh, chance to win autographed football from Drew Brees, world champion Super Bowl quarterback from the New Orleans Saints. And then with the elimination pool, we have the Ocho Cinco sign ball at the end of the season. By the way, I am uh, I am positive that Drew Brees is the most boring person who's ever lived. Uh, there was a uh, a piece that was put online yesterday of Drew Brees explaining how he was going to fire up the crowd before every game by doing the Who Dat chant. Uh, Hicks, do you have that over there at all? 
you have the Drew Brees talking about how he's going to, on a weekly level, get everybody fired up. Yeah, hold on. Um, there's something about him. He's a great fucking guy. Um, beloved down there in New Orleans because he's more than just a quarterback. He's a junior mayor. Uh, but we'll let uh, Higgs find that when he can. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's, uh, let's head on over here to Mark. Mark, what do you got for me, buddy? Ronnie, I agree with Atreus that uh, this guy burning Korans down in Florida is going to hurt the troops, but I also think that nobody's talking about these people are going to watch that from over there, and we're basically just poking a tiger in a cage here. We don't need to incite them. I think it's going to make them want to fuck us up more on our own soil and send more people over here to do shit. Well, you know, they're, they're, this has already got been brought up. General Petraeus said this, but let's go to this, Mark. What do you do about this problem? I mean, they've asked the guy not to do it. He's a crazy fucking idiot. Um, he's going to do it anyway. I hope that there's some locals down there, Ronnie, who take it into their own hands and, uh, you know, talk some sense into these people with their dude, when this is happening. Dude, it's fucking Florida. Who says anyone even disagrees with him? <laughs> well, then we need to make a car trip down there, Ronnie. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not the type of person who feels like it's my job to go out there and stop people from expressing himself. Um, I, I, I gave the thing plenty of thought and I thought to myself, uh, you gotta let this happen. You know, you, you, you don't want to get into a thing where you go, hey, your protest is bad for the morale of the country. I just don't think you can get into this. All right, we got to Drew Brees. Uh, this is Drew Brees talking about how he is going to, uh, and he, he might even want to move it along uh, just a little bit. Um, but this is Drew Brees talking about how he's going to fire people up this year. Let's get the dome rocking. So here's, here's what we want to do as a team. You know, every week we have an honorary captain. Um, and this week it'll be, it'll, it'll be me that does this, but then in the future it'll be whoever the honorary captain is. Easy, Drew. So, Easy, buddy. Save some for the end of the season. After the coin toss, we're, uh, you know, each each team runs to their sideline, their respective sideline, and then you're getting ready for the kickoff. Whoever the honorary captain is, they're going to walk. Slow it down, Drew. Don't don't bust the vein here. Uh, at midfield, because they will have been out there, you know, at the coin toss. They're just going to walk, you know, 15, 20 yards to the 30, and they're going to hold their hand up in the air. And that's that's when you know all the fans should be focused on this guy. And then when he drops his hand, that's when they start the who that chain. And so he, he looks around, he's got everybody's attention, he drops his hand, and it's who that, who that, who that say they going to do sense, and they run through it three times. Are you fucking sleeping? What? Hicks, calm down. Stop, <laughs> stop fucking chanting who that. The season hasn't started yet. But they're going to do it three times. That's some crazy bullshit. Yeah. His brain must be scrambled to just um, not be able to show emotion. And after that, I'm going to go back to my wife, and I'm going to give her um, a deep, deep dicking, <laughs> um, causing her um, to reach orgasm um, multiple, multiple times. Oh. You're the dullest man who ever lived, Drew Brees. And that fucking thing growing on your face is just fucking embarrassment. 
Okay, Rorschach, you're growing that thing out. <laughs> it's moving. It's changing. Uh, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, here's Ken in Texas. You're on fez. I'm sorry. Welcome back, Ron. Good to have you back. That was funny. Thanks. Um, my son's on the ground in Iraq, and his take on this is that these people are just looking for a reason to jihad. If it's not this incident in Florida, it's any little thing at all. And and basically, you know, we can't walk on eggshells. And, and it's a lot like our homeland security. All we have to do is be perfect in our defense. Like, we'll have an offensive side to it. Of course, when we go out and try to get them out in the open and get a twist on their on their military, if you can call them military, but right. on on their fighters. So if it's not this one, it's going to be something else. And we walk on eggshells with these people. So in a large sense, it's it's almost irrelevant what they do in Florida. It's not this. It's going to be something else. Now I I I, I will one hundred percent agree with that. But we are in this fucking situation. We joined into this situation, and I've fucking spent billions and billions and billions of dollars and lost lives, and we're at this fucking point where we still don't see our allies as our fucking allies. We don't even like our own allies over there. Uh, Kevin, you're a manifest. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is how things have gotten so fucked up. you got a preacher that's burning a book, and it's going to cause people to kill people. And the preacher's the, stu- the crazy one, and the people that are murdering aren't. I mean, it's crazy. Now, so why did we get in bed with these fuckers? Why was everybody like, yeah, let's fucking head on over there. And if we take out the one leader in Iraq, everything will fucking turn around. Um, it's fucking insane. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Steve, you're on fez Hey, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to refer to Drew Brees as broke wind because he speaks. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Drew Brees uh, just firing up the people of New Orleans who, during that thing, prayed for a hurricane. Uh, we are going to go out one at a time and get this crowd rocking in the Houdat Nation. Um... I'm so excited. I've got wood right now. I mean, seriously, you could take a fucking hammer and knock this fucking heart on it. It wouldn't even move. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's uh, let's head on over here to John. John, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie. I, I can't believe so many people are supporting a book burning when if it was a different case where it was... One political say it was something like a bunch of Democrats burning all of Glenn Beck's books. There'd be complete outrage coming from the same people. Um, Saying that it was nothing but Nazi symbolism, that it was nothing but just trying to to hurt freedom of speech. It is a it's a strange situation all the way around, and the person who I think kind of pulled this in was General Petraeus. And it's very interesting that these support the troops people, um, in this case, seem to be supporting this crazy fucking preacher. Uh, here's Dan in Florida. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. I'm sorry I'm so loud, but I'm extremely passionate about this subject. Yeah. Um, actually, if you think about it, though, you do have a freedom of speech, but you're not allowed to yell fire in a movie theater. If this is going to cause American lives, 
Would, well, what it be, if, would it be a cause to suspend freedom of speech? I would hope not. I would seriously hope not. And it always comes back to that fire in a crowded theater, and I'm not sure that's ever even happened once. Now, one time I did yell out theater in a crowded fire, and I was arrested. But I was a kid at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Nick in South Dakota, you're in run fez How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Um, I don't even know why we got to make this such a big deal. I mean, the guy is a crazy fuck, and he's doing this, but let's face it, man. These Muslim people are fucking insane. Why do we got to give them any edge letting them know that we're scared of them or we're scared of this shit? We have the number one military Look, in the world. He, he, here's what you've got to fucking understand. Our military is asking for this, not because they're afraid of making our enemies furious, right? They're afraid of making our allies furious. Oh, like actual Pakistan and Afghanistan, the people that are in there helping us? Yes, so the far. people who at this time are helping us, but Petraeus is worried that they'll see shit like this and confuse it. I'm, it's very, very difficult for me to see why people have trouble grasping this. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Scott. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. This is Scotto from Milktown. Hey, buddy. You know, I think that people are failing to realize that this is just a distraction. You know, our government wants to be there. There's resources there. There's tons of copper in Afghanistan. There's oil in Iraq. This is, this is a great opportunity for the government to continue us to be there, take the resources, and, and keep the American people mad and keep them distracted from really what's going on there. So you don't, you don't trust our government at all? That's what your basic thing is? Well, I think people have to really look past what, what the messages are here, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of other information out there. And, you know, it, it's something that we've got to really, as, a, as an American citizen, is you've got to apprise yourself of the situation and what's going on. Be informed. Learn things. Go to other information sources, not just Fox News. Uh, I love it because you sound like Randall from Clerks. It's the exact same cadence and voice. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Joe in Alabama. You're on Run of Fez. What's up, Ron? What's up, Fezzy? Hey, brother. I just want to point out the uh, hypocrisy of the liberal who's saying that the, this freedom of speech should be shut down because it's endangering lives when back in the 60s they uh, protested the war and that endangered our troops' lives by showing so, that the American people weren't behind the oh, effort. Hold on. I just Thank want you to know this. The liberal that you're talking about is General Petraeus. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard Jane Fonda and fucking Tom Hayden and, and fucking Abby Hoffman and all the people that you're still afraid of in the 60s come out against this. This is General fucking Petraeus. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Elliot in Ohio. Hey, Ronnie, I got an Ichiban for you. Yeah. I'm sitting on the side of the highway waiting for the fucking tow truck and the highway patrolman to come. Drew Brees gave me a narcoleptic attack, and I wrecked the car into a bridge above me. Drew Brees is going to fire up the people of New Orleans uh, week after week and the Houdat Nation. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Chris and PA, you're in Ron Fez. Hi, Ron. I understand your point fully, but what about um, the American Muslims that we have fighting for us over there? How are they going to take this? I'm, I mean, I'm going to hope that at least the fucking American Muslims can see that this guy doesn't represent fucking America. Uh, 
or that if you live in America, you're you're okay with people expressing themselves by burning a stupid book in a stupid fucking fire down in shitty Gainesville, Florida. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Mike in Maryland. You're on Fez. Hey, shouldn't we invite Drew Brees to attend the Koran book burning to kind of defuse the situation? I'm just afraid that Drew Brees is going to start uh, knocking cop cars over. I'm just worried that, that this fucking way that he's exciting the world here will just get out of hand. And I beg him to stop. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. John in Alabama, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I just had a quick uh, comment. What about when uh, this this dad is breaking, uh, going to burn these Koran? What about all the American flags they burned over there, and all the the other things they did to incite us? Do you understand what who Petraeus is worrying about? Fucking pissing off here, right? Do you realize We're, it's not our enemies? Well, yeah, you're right, Ronnie. You realize no, that right. he's talking about pissing off our fucking allies. And turning them into our enemies. This uh, guy we, in Florida is going to get somebody killed. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. He shouldn't and be allowed he, to do it. Well, who would stop him? Whether it's like the, the sheriff in Gainesville or so whatever? You want the sheriff in Gainesville to go against the Constitution of the United States. I would, uh, you know, in this case, it's you're really the, endangering people. The sheriff in Gainesville, I think what happens in Afghanistan is out of his jurisdiction. Do we agree to that? Right. So it would never be his call. You're not going to get the local sheriff to decide if something's bad for American foreign policy. I'm fairly sure we don't want a country running that way. Um 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Adam in Rhode Island. You're on a fez. Hi, buddies. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, Drew Brees, more like Drew ZZZs. Well, that's just fucking brilliant. I was going to call him Drew Brees, more like Jew's knees, but then I remember it's a Jewish holiday, so I'm going to give them two days off. It's uh, Jewish New Year. Hicks, find out what um, the Jewish New Year is this uh, year. And here's the weird thing for Jewish New Year. I don't even know if I can stay up to um, 12 o'clock to watch the bagel drop. I'm exhausted. You know what? Just wake me up 10 minutes before. Because I'd love to see it drop. There's already people uh, standing in Times Square right now. They can't wait for it. Still looking up that year, Hicks? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Bill, Dakota, you're on Renefus. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder what happened to the Constitution and the freedom of speech. People burn flags in the U.S. all the time. What's wrong with burning a Koran? Um, well, he does have the right to do it. Uh, but did you hear what General Petraeus said? No, I didn't. Not today. What he asked them to do, he said, if you, if you, do this freedom of speech, you're going to put our troops in danger over there. They're already in danger over there. Um, so you feel like you understand more about it than the general who's in Afghanistan, who's saying it's not so much now we have to worry about our enemies, but you're going to now turn our allies into enemies. 
our allies won't turn up their allies. You, you, so you know more about this than the fucking general uh, who's in charge of Afghanistan and Iran. It's amazing uh, how brilliant we get. Here's Graham and PA. You're in running fest. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. I, I was calling to say that preacher's a faggot. He needs to go over to fucking uh, Iraq or fucking Afghanistan and burn the Koran. And his followers are faggots for being impressed by that bullshit. All right, so by faggot you mean book burners? Yeah, well, just a preacher in general. He feels safe over here. He can burn the Koran all he wants, but he wouldn't go over there and do that shit. Uh, very good point. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Let me make that straight. Uh, the faggot part wasn't a good point, because I don't think that makes someone... Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're obviously right. that The people that are saying, fuck them, let's do it, they're not serving. They're not the ones serving. The Jewish year is 5771. Jesus Christ, they're living in the future over here. What Are they Jews or are they Blade Runners? How the hell did they beat us by that many years? Some of them are replicants. Goyam, let me tell you something. You better get this fucking uh, this calendar of ours spinning. I, we're in the past right now, 2010. Um, they're like Zager and Evans. They're so far ahead. 866-RON- Zero Fez. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here. Justin, California, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I'll tell you what uh, What my problem with it is. is hey, and they should protect their right to do it. They're allowed to do it. That's fine. It's this previous caller that tries to give you the logic of, well, our allies will still be our allies or whatever. Hey, if you want to do it, Say you want to do it, you don't give a fuck what Petraeus says and everybody else, and you're going to do it. I may not agree, but at least I can get my mind around that. Don't try to explain it away. Just say, fuck this, I'm doing it. I agree with you 100%. Why not just say, I don't give a shit what happens to other human beings? doesn't matter to me. It's all about me getting attention for myself. Um, and I had no idea. I think if we want to get some attention right here for the Ron and Fez show... Um, we ought to start, like, tying crayons to the dog's asses and then have a Michael Vick shoot them. And you'll see CNN finally wanting to sit down and do a one-on-one with Ron Fez. Well, I guess that would be a one-on-two. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Trish, Oregon, you're on Fez. Trish. Oh, yeah. What I'm, my problem is with the whole Koran burning thing is if it's affecting Homeland Security, why isn't Homeland Security popping in and doing something about it? If these assholes are going to come over and do something because this guy down in Florida wants to burn the Koran, shouldn't they step in and say, hey, enough's enough? I don't see where they would have the constitutional right to even do that. I don't think uh, you want to live in a country where you want the government to stop in. Or in Fezzi's case, Andy Griffith. Uh, Fez had it lined up a little while ago that the local sheriff in a, in a town could uh, decide uh, national security. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Randy in St. Louis, you're on Fez. Well, first of all, you know, all this talk about the government should step in just scares the hell out of me. Me too. That people would do that. But, how, but my question is, how does 51 crazy fucking people in Florida become national news? If he hadn't said, if he hadn't went on the news and said, hey, don't do this, 
they would have burnt the damn piece of paper up. Nobody would have known about it, but it's it's been on the news and, and on the world's <laughs> greatest radio show for two days now. Well, in general, it was already around the world when he spoke up. Yeah, uh, the, the news had already been out internationally. And, of course, in the same fashion, you don't also want your... And, and I'm the last person to, to correct and the fucking news media but you don't want them ignoring shit for national security they fucking ignored the pat tillman story you want the fucking media to cover stuff it's not so fucking bad that we sit here and talk about this stuff about what side of it's right and it's not so fucking bad that an answer doesn't come to you within seconds maybe if we get fucking past that point where we act like everything is simple, then we'll stop fucking waving flags when uh, our president starts rolling us into these fucking countries without a goddamn exit strategy. Which all the fucking books have been written before then. All the fucking post-Vietnam books were written. You have to have a, a fucking exit strategy. And we went in without them. Some of the people who wrote the fucking books... We're leading us over there. Why the rest of us had flags and fucking yellow ribbons. Yay. Like a bunch of fucking retards. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Steve in Virginia, you're in fez Yeah, hey, if this preacher burns the Koran with a dick in his ass, is he a faggot then? I say yeah. Okay, thanks. And I don't even think he has to burn a book. Oh, I think just there. show up with a dick in his ass. And he said who he was. And why isn't that put out there? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's take one more call. Uh, here's Seth in Georgia. You're on a fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Yeah. Hey, you know what? America needs to man up and quit being freaking pussies and getting bullied around by the Muslims. I'm in the military. I've been over there three times. And you know what? What happens here in America doesn't have one iota to do with what goes on over there. So Petraeus is lying? He's not lying. I mean, he's looking out after the troops, but, I mean, they hate us regardless. Even the people, even our allies hate us. We, we don't have any Muslim allies. So why the fuck are we over there attempting to help them rebuild their countries? Why the fuck... Have we spent billions of dollars and lost lives when you're saying the best strategy is either stay away from these people or kill them? Because they came into our backyard and fucked with us. We didn't go oh, into their backyard and fuck with them. That doesn't even fucking make sense. And you're in the fucking military. It doesn't even make sense. If that was the fucking case, why not just drop bombs? Why go over there and attempt this rebuilding of their fucking countries? Oh, fuck. Sean, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. First thing, uh, why don't Deep Pockets Watley uh, send a thousand dollar donation down that church to buy that Koran? And second of all, who wins the argument between Drew Brees and Tony Dungy? I don't think those two bastards ever uh, uh, stopped screaming. I don't think they've ever stopped screaming at each other. Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, John, New York, you're on Run-A-Fez. 
Hey, how you doing? Okay, yeah. um, everybody's bringing up the fact that Muslims burn the American flag. Yeah. Did we lose you, bro? That was it. He just had a statement to make. Uh, Greg, Georgia, you're on Fez. Ronnie B., I was just going to say that, you know, the ACLU, with all their bullshit, they always put, they put our uh, spies and troops in harm's way all the time, just like Abner Gray and all that shit. You know, I'm not, I think the preacher ought to, you know, cool it a little bit and, you know, don't burn the fucking Koran. Some fucking idiots the way they act about it, but, man, you know. Our, our press and our media, they do it all the time, our fucking soldiers. Thank you. Here's Dave in uh, North Carolina. You're on Running Fez. Yeah, I just heard that Bob Seeger is going to be burning copies of Black Rock Coalition, and we're really worried about a backlash from Fishbone and Living Color. Uh, that Fishbone um, doc is fantastic. Uh, Frank in uh, Manhattan. Yeah, um, why is it that, you know, all um, Muslims think that or excuse me, all Americans think that all Muslims are terrorists, but, you know, you got these uh, douchebags. Almost. Go ahead, try it. <laughs> you fucking panicking motherfucker. You, and then you're going to sit and judge Fez for having a couple of bad moments? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Going to take a break here. Back in just a few moments. Lots more to talk about after the jump. Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. The virus on Sirius XM. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I don't turn the chairs. Ron and Fez show. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Evan. Evan, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, buddy? Bub-bub-buddies. Hey, buddy. Uh, Ronnie, I wanted to thank you for the suggestion. My wife and I were in uh, Philly for our anniversary last weekend, and we had uh, the tasting menu at uh, Amada, and it was delicious. Yeah, it's an amazing place, isn't it? It was incredible. Yeah, we did the wine pairing and the beer pairing, and it was it was beautiful. And spent a whole night doing it, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Philly's getting so many great restaurants now. And actually, Kathleen from the Bronx um, was just telling me about this Portuguese place that makes me think I might want to do a getaway weekend in Philly. Uh, when I was a kid, no one would have ever predicted that Philly would have came back the way it did. It just... You just wouldn't have pictured it going down that way. Uh, but the city's doing great. They really are. And uh, the restaurant scene especially is uh, really kicking some ass. It's great to see. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Kathleen from the Bronx, in our league, uh, and I found this out yesterday that my friend Bri Bri uh, slept with her. So... There you have it. Uh, she's getting somewhat of a reputation because my buddy got her. Uh, and I believe more than once. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Matter of fact, in our fantasy league, we're checking Marl's clauses because uh, she might be out. I don't know if we want somebody with her reputation. Um, we're going to have to run by the owners. 
I would. I think it should be put up for a silent vote. Um, unfortunately, one of our owners, uh, Rustin, not old enough to vote. So I don't know how we deal with him. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here. Tom, Oklahoma, you're on my fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I got a hypothetical for you. This okay. Florida preacher, what if he microwaves the Koran, but he gives another man a foot massage? Does that still make him a faggot? Uh, I don't know if I'd use that word, but it's definitely gay. I don't think a man gives another man a foot massage without being gay. I'll even go further than that. I even think a back massage. Now, a rubdown after a boxing match is perfectly fine. Uh particularly if it's done by a midget. I think if you're going to get a massage and another man's doing it, it should be a midget or at least a guy with a club foot. Um, What's the difference between a rub down and a massage? Smell is awful on a rub down. Uh, there's some kind of bomb that they're using <laughs> with a rub down that just stinks. And the whole time you're doing it, the, your eyes are tearing up, nose is running, and you feel like you may puke. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, your opportunity. One more day that you can get involved in the Ron and Fez uh, football pools. You go to two or two friends on Twitter.com. Two pools you can play in. The Ron and Fez Pigskin Pick'em, where you're picking the games each week. Great uh, prize there. That's a Drew Brees autographed football. Drew Brees. Drew Brees autographed football. And the other uh, pool is the elimination pool, where you're trying to you're picking one winner each week. But once you use that team, you cannot use it again the rest of the season. Uh, prize there: Ocho Cinco sign ball. All at two or two friends on Twitter dot com. Ocho Cinco, uh, he picked his lovely lady, um, or as like he liked to say, I grabbed myself a hooker. I think they're getting married. I don't know how that whole thing works out. Uh, this will be a short engagement, I believe. So many people have fallen in love on these dating shows and gotten married. It always works out. I don't know why. I guess because television's special. I guess that's the main thing. Um, Frank, you're on Ronnie Fez. Frank. Yeah, uh, Ronnie, what's worse? Uh, burning the Korean or taking a piss on it? Actually, I, 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 none of that stuff will bother me even slightly. If I found out Muslims were burning Bibles or uh, pictures of my grandmother, I wouldn't give a shit. It just, I don't understand what gets into the fucking, the, the pea brains of people out there. The pea brains. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Sir Pancake. Sir Pancake. Nine, Ronnie B, you sound like a million bucks. I feel like a million bucks today, and I'll tell you why. Because I, be, I, I believe in life. What do you got for me, bud? Well, I got the solution to the whole Gainesville Korean burning predicament. Mm -hmm. Why don't we get a Christian superhero, Tim Tebow, back to his home territory and tell this guy to knock it off? Uh, Tim Tebow, America's favorite third stringer. Uh, I don't know whether he could get back there. I know he was very, very big in Gainesville, um, but that was before he shaved his head. Wow, is that a frightening one? That's a frightening looking woman on TV. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's good news for you, Hicks. Shrooms.
Shrooms are now um, being looked at as something besides a recreational drug. New research uh, claims not only do they appear to be safe, well, they don't have to appear to be safe. They are fucking safe. All you're doing is eating a poison mushroom. So what? They may actually help late-stage cancer patients who have high anxiety levels. So, your grandma has cancer. Give her some shrooms, and she's going to feel way better about herself. That sounds like a fucking great idea. Just got to watch her on the come down. Um, why, the little depression hits a little bit? Like, uh, I laugh too much. What am I doing with my life? Really got to get this together. I don't know why I was so happy last night, because I feel like shit today. And I'm dating someone who, let's face it, doesn't care about me. My job blows. You know, there's always a payback in life. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get nothing but happiness without having some sadness. Everybody gets a fucking receipt. Um, I think this is where it would work perfectly. If your grandmother has cancer... You give her some shrooms, headphones, and I'm going to fucking say Live at the Fillmore East by the Great Allman Brothers Band. And just let her sit back and fucking listen to the colors. And once that happens to her, now that she'll finally be able to hear blue, I think she's going to feel better about having cancer. Um, but this always goes back to uh, anything that I've ever said in my life anyway. Um... Drugs are drugs are drugs. It's all dope. Listen if your grandmother would love this. Go ahead, Grandma. Yeah, you have cancer. Listen to a kick in, Grandma. Write it out, Grandma. It's all organic. Yeah. Don't get weird on me. Every thought is you. Yeah, you're doing it. You're driving the bus and riding in the back seat. You got it. Wake up, mama. Turn your lamp down low. Wake up, mama. Turn your lamp down low. Now, you know these boys have eaten some shrooms. Fucking barefoot and crazy. Right. Sitting on a fucking farm somewhere. I woke up this morning, had them state fair blue. I woke up this morning, had them state fair blue. That's you, Grandma. This song's about you. You're going to heaven soon. Ha! You just see her fucking her head going back and forth.
stepping. Papa died in leopard. I ain't good looking, baby. I'm You know I'll take her. So good news for you, Hicks. Shrooms. Good news to the shroom dealers, too. You got a nice fucking upkick in their business. Why not just start and sell it at the market? Farmer's market? Just yeah. Out just a farmer's market. Just a couple of fucking tie-dyed kids. Now these are perfectly safe. All natural. These are all natural. You're not going to have to worry about Strict 9 here. I swear to God, when I was a kid, every time a trip went bad, somebody would say it was fucking cut with Strict 9. Yeah, it's a bad dose, man. Fucking cramping. That's fucking rat poisoning. I mean, like, dude, there's a fucking time to bring this up, but not now. We got to keep this fucking shit positive. Fuck, it all turned wrong so quickly. Bad. Yeah, but you know what? You can turn it back to the same fucking way. Alright, let's bring the brothers down. Let's bring the brothers down a little bit or else I'll just fucking stay with it. Uh, Justin, New Jersey, you're on the Run Fest show. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Mr. B. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, what do you think's worse personally? Burning a Koran or not visiting a friend in the hospital? It's not a big deal to me, Fuzzy. I know it matters to the listeners. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter to me. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't come see me. You are? Unbelievably <laughs> glad. You know where else I wish you wouldn't visit me? Where's that? Here. Yeah, it's, um, I was. Although we do have this repartee where we bust each other's balls and we have fun with it. Uh huh. I made that part up. I was thinking with the uh, with the shrooms. My grandmother, at the end of her life, she was having hallucinations anyway, and they weren't pleasant for her. Would this turn? Would this have turned it around? Um, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Hey John, you're on the run of fez show. Hey, how you doing? Um, you know, um, you rarely, if ever a Muslim burning a Bible because I know I've never seen it. I've only seen them burn the American flag and most of that's probably because of the things that we're doing over there. That's what the CIA tells us is blowback. It's when they retaliate for what they're doing, we're doing to them that the American citizens don't know about. And frankly, I wish Obama could say something about it, but he can't speak out about a black-white issue without being called a racist. And he can't speak out against something like this Koran burning without being labeled a Muslim. Uh, I don't even know if he should be speaking out. He's the president of the United States. There's already enough people talking about it. It all seems pretty nutty. 50 people in some fucking clapboard, shitty fucking church down there in Florida. Maybe they'll just pull a Jim Jones and kill each other. That church, to me, it sounds like it should be the fucking titty twister from dusk to dawn. Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Tony, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ron. Yeah. I thought yesterday's show was one of the best shows ever, by the way. No, I don't even remember it. <laughs> I was wondering what you thought of this new K2. Um, 
I grew up doing psychedelics and smoking weed, and because of my responsibilities and my job, I had to quit. But now they came out with this incense that you can smoke, and it gets you high as fuck. I'll ask uh, Higgs about it. Higgs, are you familiar with this? I've been hearing about it the last few months. Uh, I've never smoked it because I can just smoke real weed and enjoy myself that way. Rustin tells me it sucks. He's smoked it. Uh, no, I didn't even I didn't even take uh, Rustin for uh, being a fucking weedhead. I already thought he was just naturally fucking high. By the way, he was listening to his goddamn alt country yesterday with his eyes closed. Swaying. Yeah, just swaying back and forth like a fucking teenage girl. He was uh, first person into the draft last night and just felt awkward. Felt like an eighth grade boy at the big dance. By yourself in a chat room? Yeah. <laughs> While we were just fucking, we came in and just started teeing off on him. I will tell you this about uh, Rustin. Tons of love emails for this kid. Deservedly so. He may have gotten off the fastest start to any fucking intern in running Fez history. Yeah, I, I, he's he's fucking up there. I, I, maybe Bronx Johnny, or was he? He was a slow. Bronx star. Johnny was shit. Bronx Johnny was shit. And Bronx Johnny used to tell me this: I hate the listeners, boss. I hate every one of those fuckers. I dream of a day where. The Spanish man will kill them all. I'll be like, Johnny, let's not get into that. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, oh by the way, boss, I'm going to smoke a joint with Angel Fuck. She's my best friend. They came to an unmasked together. Yeah, I was very surprised. I know. I just kept glaring at him for the whole unmasked. See if you try anything. Because Balzac's a friend of mine. He's a good man. Is he? Then why are you fucking Johnny's friend with that high society show of yours? What's wrong with that? We're just doing a show together. Unmasked this weekend debuts on Raw Dog, a serious XM comedy. Uh, it's this Saturday night with Michael McKeon as special guest. So they're going back to back on this, huh? Yeah. So you better book some new ones, huh? That's what I need to do, yes. I am working on some. I have not got anything confirmed yet, though, to announce. Uh, Jim in Ohio, your manifest. Yeah, I want to tell you about how their shrooms will get on your back, Ronnie. They'll get on your back. You'll never get them off. I was at a fraternity party, and a dude dumped out a, about a pillowcase for us. Said, if you eat more than a gram, I don't want to see you later. I'm an old country boy, about no. a half drunk. I was going to show them how much I could eat. But an hour later, man, I was throwing up, and I thought I never was going to come down, man. Well, some people have weak heads. I'm not going to fucking tell you about that. There is such a thing as a weak head. At the beginning of his call, it sounded like he said he was at a paternity party. Um, but this came up uh, in an unmasked. Uh, a person who could eat acid and write it out. And it shocked me, Al Franken. Yeah, I couldn't see that. But his partner said so. Partner said so. And if anybody would sell you out, it was that fucking guy. Tom Davis is not uh, a person to lie. And he said, no, Al Franken could handle asset. I really still can't see that. I don't know. You fucking had it there, though. And Tom Davis, he does go to Burning Man and whatnot, so that guy knows. <sighs> Enough with the Burning Man. I like Jeez. Burning Man. I'm sorry. I'm not fucking, you know, it's done. Fucking 15 years ago, I was already bored of it. Oh, come on. I just don't think there should be traditions in an alternative world. Uh, 866 runs your fez. 866 runs your fez. 
Derek in Montana, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Fez, what's up? Picture the man. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, yeah, that, that synthetic shit. I'm a big smoker, and I smoke that stuff because I'm working on getting my card, and I can't get it all the time. Mm-hmm. You can really trip balls on that stuff if you smoke too much of it, maybe drink some beers with it. You really trip balls. So if you get it, fucked it up on a bunch work. of other stuff while doing it, you get fucked up? It sounds no, crazy. No, dude. I've smoked regular weed drunk before, and I've smoked a lot of synthetic drunk before, and the synthetic made me trip balls. So it all comes back to that for you. No, I'm just looking to get fucked up, and I didn't have my card, so I just smoked a bunch of the synthetic. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Jim Peekskill. You're on my fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, yeah, that synthetic stuff ain't that bad, man. I mean, my job requires me to have a clean piss, and uh, it gets you high as shit for about an hour, and then you're done. But on another note, I'm the grandson of a dopehead. My grandma was so addicted to painkillers when she was in the 80s, she moved to Canada. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people get older and get really, really addicted to painkillers. It's a tough one to get off of, too. Shit, half the middle of the country is just all fucked up on Oxy right now. Uh, Bob Brooklyn, you're in Memphis. Got an easy bond for you, honey. What do you got, brother man? Uh, Hitler's request just came out and said that it doesn't matter if he burns the Koran or not. It does not uh, give the American public an opinion or the government. There's just a few radicals, just like it, um, is being taken over by a few radicals, and they're all being blamed for it. So she sees no problem. Um, I'm reading just the, uh... The opposite. I am heartened by the clear, unequivocal commendation of this disrespectful, disgraceful act that has come from American religious leaders of all faiths. Keep so, going. Yeah, uh, uh, there's, I, I don't think anybody uh, wants to stop the guy from doing it. But you can see he's just a dick. But the fact that he's going to burn Koran Day, and he's got to fucking tie it in with 9-11, which also bugs me. That any of this stuff should fucking pop up on 9-11. That also annoys me. All right, this is the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, BuzzFeed uh, did this thing that I thought was uh, amazing. It was actually a graph that shows us how our dinosaur knowledge peaks at age 5 and starts to head down from there. At age five, you know everything there is to know about dinosaurs. At 26, you don't know Jack Dick about it. It's really amazing how obsessed little kids get with dinosaurs. Like when, you, when you're a little kid, all you can think about is dinosaurs and dinosaur bones. I don't know why it is. I dug up half the lawn. Hicks, were you crazy about dinosaurs as a kid? I freaked out over them. I know a bunch of like dinosaur like whatever books, you know, like yeah. kids books. It's talking about dinosaurs. Like the land before the land before time, whatever that cartoon I yeah. loved. I watched it nonstop. I don't know why little kids love dinosaurs. But I would have told you the same thing. Like as at five years old, I could have told you a ton about caterpillars, cocoons. I don't know the last time I saw a fucking cocoon, but I could find them anywhere in my neighborhood when I was, like, a little kid. Bugs, I know an amazing amount about. And it's just really weird. The older you get, the less you pay attention 
to like the natural world. The natural world, fuck it when you get older. Um, but it was fucking insane how much you cared about it when you were just a, a little kid. Everything about the natural world mattered to you. I think as it gets, as they try to teach it to you in school, it gets harder, and then it's a you really say, fuck good it. fucking it's like point. Science and like biology, or earth science, or whatever. It's like fuck. Right. Is math involved in this? Yeah, it's not only math, but it's fucking constant dates. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good point. It's almost like they squeeze the love out of it out of you when you're in school, until finally, there's like two kids with calculators who care, and everyone else doesn't give a shit. And they're just fucking shut up. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's our buddy Brian. Hey, uh, good morning, Ron Fez. Um, the, the reason that uh, little kids are so obsessed with dinosaurs is because when they're young, mom and dad are like everything. It's the sun, the moon, you know, the reason for their existence, etc. Um, but dinosaurs are the one thing they can imagine that wrap their heads around <coughs> that are actually more powerful than mom and dad. So. See, in, my, in the back of my head, nothing was more powerful than my dad. I would really get it into my head that, you know, uh, we were totally safe at my house. Mainly because I thought, I've seen this man mad before. I don't think he can be stopped. That's how my dad was when he drank liquor. Sure. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Tom, you're on Manifest. Hey, good morning, buddies. How you guys doing? Yeah. Hey, uh, you're talking about how kids can obsess on dinosaurs and bugs. It's easy to obsess on stuff like that when you're a kid, because when you get older, you get obsessed on your fucking gas bill and your mortgage and your car payments. <laughs> it's easy to set the natural world aside because you got to deal with all the other crap that goes along with growing up. But isn't that funny? I mean, you're just bringing up, just think of how small the little box your world becomes. When you're a kid, you head outside... The entire world belongs to you. And as you get older, it just becomes this little box. Like, I remember, like, being a kid, leaving the house is where I could feel like, now I can feel like myself. But as you get older, the only place that you could feel like yourself is inside this fucking box that you have decided, this is my fucking whole world out of an entire planet inside these walls are the only place that i'll feel really comfortable it's really the extreme weird thing that like in, for instance we live in new york city here um fez and hicks and i uh wherever you go you go into people you run into people going down on the street there's tons of people wherever you go there's tons of people but if you ever saw anyone and your little box should start screaming. Everywhere else, you're completely fine with the fact that you bump into people. But don't let those people get in this little box. This little box represents all my alone safety. And it's really strange that you could sit and act one way inside that little box that you never can at work or in the lobby of a hotel or in a department store, there you're like, let me put on my fake self. But in that box, ah, I'm inside a box. It's almost like our homes are a bag that we put over our heads. It's fucking embarrassing.
when you start to feel bad. You're a fucking earthling, but you're not comfortable on the planet Earth until you get inside that little box. And you could have the biggest fucking house in the world. It's still a tiny box compared to the rest of the world. It's still very, very small. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Big E, Houston, you're on Run Fez. What's up, Ronnie B? Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, Hick? Hey, I, yeah. I've been smoking that synthetic weed, man, and that shit gets the high. I'm jamming fucking uh, Pink Floyd on that shit, man, and I'm mad at white folks for not telling me that shit was so good while you're high. Uh, well, I you don't have to convince any white people that fucking Pink Floyd works for you. God damn, that's some good shit. Yeah, no kidding. Now, what album are you listening to? Um, fucking, um, 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 the one with Have a Cigar? I wish you were here. Yeah, you, I wish you were here. That album, yeah. So oh, you God, just, you, you smoke your synthetic weed, and then you sit back unless you were here. Yeah, well, yeah, listen to that, and I, I'm like, God damn, what else out there? That's, that's fucking beautiful music. All right. But, but I ran across the fucking video, and that fucking blew my mind, and I don't know if I want to get on no more. No, write it out, brother. Just fucking follow them down, okay? <laughs> All right. They're going to take you places you need to go. Damn, Big E. Just loving some fucking Floyd. Welcome to the machine, motherfucker. Big E. Just, like, fucking putting this on at parties and his black friends are like, what are you doing, man? What the fuck? What are you doing? I'm trying to get my shit on. Big E's like, you gotta listen. <clears throat> 866 run zero fez 866 run zero fez hey uh john john in new jersey you're on the run of fez show hey ronnie uh, i was just thinking about what you were talking about like people living in boxes and i i don't remember exactly but there was this guy who used to live in the wilderness i saw a tv show and he fucking like didn't have a house he never built like a shelter he just had like a piece of canvas and he had this suit it was, like, highly insulated where he could just, you know, survive. Like, yeah, I remember watching a video of him just covered in fucking snow, and he just woke up in the morning, I like, got happy, he didn't give a shit. And uh, it's just amazing that someone could be so comfortable with nature, and, you know, that he was protected physically, and he was just fine with it. It didn't, you know, it was just, he was, like, free. It, it really is weird how we try to take ourselves out of it. And even, like, if you go camping, that little tent becomes like, oh, fuck, I gotta have that. Got to be inside here, then I can be comfortable. You're on the road, you go to a hotel, you can't get comfortable until they give you the tiniest little box with a bed and a TV in it. Then you're like, ah, oh, so much more relaxing. This is so good. So perfect for me. I have a box to be in. We're like fucking box turtles. We must look over at turtles and like, you're the luckiest fuckers ever. Uh, 866 Run zero fez. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Tom in New York, you're on Run-A-FEZ. I got my eye on you're a pet. Oh, no, I guess. Uh, well, Ron, mm. uh, even worse than the uh, box house is the little postage stamp lawn that goes with it. And, you know, right next door, there can be white trash, and the yard is grown over. But my little postage stamp is manicured and perfect. Isn't it strange? Isn't it is the craziest thing, the way we... Start to feel about our lawns and just, oh, look at that. Look at the grass. 
fountain, look at this. You see this uh, little area here? I made that. I made it. I water it. I cut it. I serve it. I serve this little piece of ground. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Bill, Georgia, you're in run fez Hey, Ronnie. You're talking about living in your secure little box. I was just wondering, has Fez ever let anybody inside of his apartment that you know of? The only box he's ever let him in is his ass box. Um, no, you That's don't have, not what I call the little one. You don't have friends over your apartment, Davis? No. No, I, I never have anyone over. I had Eastside Dave over one time, and then he talked about how uncomfortable it was to sit there and try to watch a movie in that place. Uh, so, no, I don't, I don't entertain guests as a habit. I think he said there was no place to sit. Like, the furniture was really uncomfortable. Fez is not a furniture buyer. Dave had a very nice lounge chair he could sit in. You have that ass chair. Yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable and it's ridiculous. It feels like someone should come in and drill your teeth. Where did you get it from? I got it from a furniture place in Ybor City in Tampa, Florida. You bought it yourself? Uh-huh. Why would you do that? Well, it's, uh, it was when I first moved out I got it. I've had it forever. So it was like I needed furniture. All right, Fez Watley coming to us with honest answers. I needed furniture, and I got an S-Chase thing. Um, Let's go to that, Ikea. Yeah, I mean, maybe a 19-year-old kid would have this. Like, look, you can lay on it, and it's all weird, but adults wouldn't have it. I don't even sit in it. Um, Mike, you're in of Fez. Hey, Roddy. Hey, Fez. How you guys doing today? Yeah, good. Um, basically, I'm 20 years old and still living with my parents because I'm finishing up my education, going to college. Mm -hmm. And um, from the time I was 14, I was like, oh, sick, I'll get to mow the lawn now. I'll get to ride on the tractor. I thought it'd be cool. Right. My father still won't let me mow the lawn. He's that particular about it. He thinks I'm going to screw it up. Well, you fuck it up. You, you don't do it properly. Apparently. It's got to be done 100% proper. Uh, but you know what? You're the luckiest guy in the world. You don't want to take over that job from your dad, because then they'll expect you. Well, then they point out every little patch that you missed, instead of the larger patches that you did happen to hit with the lawnmower. Scott in Cleveland, you're in run of Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, kind of commenting on the last guy, the dad in the mower. My dad used to come out in his underwear and run through the yard if I wasn't mowing correctly. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dad would get really pissed off, and um, we would just we would do a shit job, so he'd have to go back and you know, redo it, uh, because he would see Mitch, Miss Boston, and finally he just gave up on us. Yeah, he had a series of hand signals that he was giving me like I was some kind of, like, Vietnam. That's really fucking funny. Like, he, he just couldn't relax and let you just do the one. But, you know, the other part is, remember when you were, like, 12, you're like, yeah, I want to, Dad, trust me, I want to mow the lawn. I want to pull that fucking cord and hear the big loudness and go pushing that around. The first time you're dying to do it. After that, you're like, dude, my fucking hands itch. Uh, I hate it. Exactly. And you're never satisfied. Hey, one other quick question. I'm coming to New York with the wife for the first time ever. Could you recommend a good uh, restaurant for a nice tasting? Uh, what are you What are you into? Um, well, we're from Cleveland, so we really have no class. Mm. Um, so pretty much anything. We kind of like seafood. Maybe a little something uh, French would be good. All right, why don't you do this? Send me an email at ronandfez at AOL.com, all right? 
And give me about how much you're willing to spend for that night. Sounds and good, I'll, I'll send you back some uh, ideas. Appreciate it. All right, peace. I know I get a little too carried away over the restaurant stuff. A lot of people call up. You got good taste, Ronnie B. Uh, it's not. It's not even a matter of that, Hicks. And don't ever fucking play up to me again. All right. Yeah, what's you, wrong? You, you're what? fucking seriously. What? You do too good of work to fucking find yourself in that. You put me on the PJs. I played. I went back again this weekend. Why do you keep going back? Oh, Saratoga, racetrack. Might as well Still, go. You won't let go of that. I like gambling. So you keep going back to the same fucking joint. Yeah, I try some other places too. Why don't you take Rustin with you? Take Russ to the track. <laughs> get him a little getaway weekend. You can carry the cooler for me. He's been here for three weeks. He's seen more in New York than Fez has. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Dan, you're on run fez Dan. Hey, my father was so uh, ridiculous that he used to make me mow the lawn every single week, even if it didn't need to be done. So one time, just to prove a point, I, I uh, ran the mower without running the engine just to put those little lines in there, and uh, he liked how it looked. It is so fucking bizarre how nutty a father will get about a lawn. Uh, Earl, you're on Renifiz. Yeah, how much is even better when you're out there cutting the lawn and you just keep running over sticks and rocks and just nailing everything with the mower and your dad well, freaking out you're going to break the machine. But here's the thing. My dad would get it into his head that somehow I could see a rock in the fucking grass. Why would you think I'd be able to see this fucking stone? And he would come flying out. Someone's going to get killed with you doing that. Because, you know, the stone would come shooting out like a fucking bullet. And he had it in his mind that I was going to do reconnaissance. Like I would go out before I started mowing, checking around for sticks and rocks. That's crazy talk, pal. You don't understand something. I got to be on the fucking streets. I got people to talk to. I got fucking collections to make. I can't believe people are so freaked out over their lawns. I think it looks better grown out. Well, that's the weird thing about it. If you're going anywhere in the country, let's say you're traveling around the country, and you see a field, and it's all natural, and it's grown over, you're like, that is fucking beautiful. Look at the planet Earth. But if you put a house in the middle of that field, you're like, well, those people are pigs. You, it suddenly looks like shit to you. Why? Why wouldn't the... Here's what fucking kills me. The people that'll get crazy about their lawns are people that live in, like, Florida or Arizona, where that grass doesn't even exist. You're fucking moving that grass in on a truck. People are importing grass? Fuck yeah. What? Yeah. That fucking grass wouldn't grow natural. If it, if you live in Arizona, it should look like the desert. But for some reason, they're like, we want our lawn to look like it. Will you live in Iowa? Why don't you fucking move to Iowa? But what is it about a beautiful overgrown field? Put a house there. And it's, it looks haunted. It immediately looks like, well, there's fucking people have been overrun by ghosts. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Tom in Houston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Fez, I got a question for you. Is uh, the diner ban still on for you, or did you ever end up by going back to that place? Are you still pissed? The uh, diner ban was a while back. I felt like I was mistreated on the phone. It lasted about two weeks. Hunger overcame me. 
Use uh, only eat at one place in New York City. Yeah, I order every night from the uh, basically every night from the diner uh, in my neighborhood on Roosevelt Island. Example tonight will be a baked chicken. Or no, uh, tonight is the pork chop night. So uh, he lives in a place that I think has thirty-two thousand restaurants. He orders from the same diner, same menu, blah blah blah, every week. There's a lot of good restaurants in the story. That's right next to Roosevelt Island. They deliver to the island. The story is some of the greatest fucking Greek food uh, places uh, in America. But there's no talking to them. We know better than to talk to you, right, Fez? We know better to think that there's going to be any changes. Right. Well, I got an email from GVAC. Uh, Him and his friends want to go see who can last the longest on the Fez diet. Where they eat uh, the same, like I do, the same thing every night each week. Do you hear any of the things that I say to him and then you would respond back? No, it's, uh, I mean, I'm, this is just, to me, it's, it's basically. Do you ever hear what I talk to you about, though? Yes. Because it, it seems like the things that you say back to me are just some other pre-planned thing. No, I heard you. It was. Yeah, about... I said, we're not going to get into talking about changing you because you don't want to change. No, I mean, I do want to change. I just don't want to change my menu. You don't want to change anything. We know better. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's head on over here to... um... Here's Chris. Chris, you're on run fez Hey, back to the lawn. My dad was so psycho, he wouldn't let me follow him with my toy lawnmower when I was a kid because I was going to mess up his fucking lines. Yeah, they get really crazy about lines. Um, uh, my dad brought up the word edging, and I had to say to him, dude, I got news for you. Edging is never going to fucking take place. I might push this thing around a little bit, uh, but no. Caring about it ain't going to happen. It can't. It can't take place. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Frank, Florida. You're on my fez. Ronnie, my brother has become my father about the lawn. When, when he gets up in the morning, the first thing he has to do is go out and pick up every stick or pine cone that has fallen overnight. And, and if you try to go somewhere with him and he's in the car and driving away and he sees something on his lawn, he'll stop and get out. I'm like, we're leaving. But he cannot handle that lawn not being perfect. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Keaton in Cleveland. You're on fez Hey, I got a good grass story for you. Live, uh, I live in uh, outside of a new development that went in, and this guy paid some stupid amount of money to have them bring in a bunch of Kentucky bluegrass all rolled up on sod. They went on vacation, like, the very next day. In the middle of the night, a bunch of people rolled up in wagons or whatever, however they did it, rolled up about two-thirds of their yard and stole it. It meant that much to them? It had to have. A bunch of Mexican animals out here. Uh, 866, like, all of a sudden, like, took a leap. I wasn't ready for it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Eddie, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Hey. My father-in-law is so nuts that he doesn't even take care of his lawn, but you can't walk on it. 
don't why, get it. Why can't you walk on it? Because it, it looks so good. You're not allowed to walk on the lawn. I, I don't get it. Dude, you can walk on a golf course. So why wouldn't you be able to walk on his lawn? You know, this. when I was a kid, the Italians had a room. All the Italian uh, families would have a room that would not be usable. Um, normally it was like the living room. That was the room that you didn't sit in and you didn't walk across. Uh, one of my friends, his dad took nails to the front door, fucking nailed it shut. So that door couldn't be opened. So that they would just have this one beautiful room to look at from the other rooms. So they just looked at it. They never actually like walked in. I never saw anyone in this fucking room. It was almost like if you went to Ben Franklin's house, where some of those rooms, like you're like, oh, this is his living room. But they put up that little red fucking rope so you couldn't go back there. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Kenton, you're on the Run Fest show. Uh, hey, what's going on, Ronnie B? Yeah. Uh, just wanted to uh, let you know I heard this story about a little like nine year old kid. He's riding with his uh, parents, you know, on a road or a highway in Texas, and a rock came off one of those big mowers that mow the median that came through the windshield and hit the kid in the face and almost killed him. They said they thought it was like a bullet came through, but it was a rock, and he was in the hospital for like six months. Call my dad with this story, and then he can fucking har- harass me with it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Dave, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah, yeah, that one guy was pushing the mower behind his dad, the plastic mower. The reason why is because I almost did it myself, almost blinded my kid. A rock came firing out, caught him right in the eye, man. I thought I, I, thought I blinded my kid. I felt horrible. Is he okay now? Why they got... I'm sorry? He's okay, though? Yeah, he's fine, man. I got got lucky. He just scratched his cornea. You know, I felt like an asshole having my son out there. But guys, got to be careful when kids are out there, man. Rocks and all kinds of shit flies out of there. You never know what's going to come out. Peace out. Uh, you can tell he's a dad. He's already saying eight six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. Look who it is. It's our good buddy, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Oh, Johnny, your buddy Eddie Trunk was over here with us yesterday. I heard, I heard. I talked to him last night. You also got a nice shout-out on his Twitter last night, you did. Uh, I People wrote that to me, too. Yeah, got, that he loves spending time with you guys. He's a really good guy. Yeah. And he told us a 45-minute uh, horror story about when his appendix uh, yeah. uh, reversed. Yep, you guys are, are kindred souls when it comes to We're appendix, appendix buddies. We really yeah, are. We are, yep. Absolutely. Well, so what, I, can, I, what can we do for you, Johnny? I had that room in my house um, where no one could go in. Yeah. It was like, you know, white carpet, and my mother had these stupid white couches. And we used to have parties all the time when my parents would go away. And it was like we would try everything we could to barricade that room from the oh. drunken, you know, 16, 17-year-old. And it never worked. I mean, just never. I would, uh, when I used to have parties at my house when my parents went out, and I would throw one if my parents went to the market. But I would have a deal of the parties from this part of the uh, the fucking house on, and anyone moves across it gets fucked up. Uh, it will we'll knock you the fuck out. It's tough one, man. And the other one, it was always tough. We have a house, my house down in South Jersey. We have all rocks. You know, the, the, there's right. no lawns down there. Everyone has rocks. Right. And my, my dad would get so mad if you'd throw the rocks into the lagoon because they're right on the water. 
you know, I'm a kid. What am I going to do? I'm going to pick up a rock. I'm going to throw it in the water to watch the ripples, try to skip it. Right. He would get furious. So at one point, I think we, he wanted us to, like, number the rocks. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> he so didn't want to have to go out and get more rocks. No, and then people down there the other day, someone was down there raking their rocks. I'm like, come <laughs> on, it's rocks. People are insane. Seriously, we are in fucking sane. Now, the weird thing, and you brought this up about the Italians having the extra house. Now they have the kitchen, the unusable kitchen, and Italians will put a kitchen in their basement to cook in so they don't have to use their upstairs kitchen. My grandmother cooked in her basement. There was a regular kitchen upstairs. Anytime she was going to make the sauce, whatever it was, she's down in the basement cooking. I couldn't understand it as a kid. Why is my grandmother cooking in the basement? I don't get it. There's a regular kitchen up here. They want that to look nice, though, for when people come over and see the nice kitchen. <laughs> it wasn't that nice of a kitchen, though. I don't get They're it. They're fucking crazy. Let's fucking face it. Italian people are out of their minds. It's a nice badge of honor. She cooked all this food, and look, there's not one spot in the kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, there's no pots, no pans, no nothing. Everything's downstairs, but the food, the deer comes right up the stairs. Mm. I don't get it. All right, Johnny. All right, boys. Come hang out with us one day, would you, Johnny? I will. i got to do that sometime soon. Right. I'm, going to, I'm going to Florida next week. That's going to be fun. What part of Florida are you going to? Um, Orlando. Mm. You're the king of Orlando. That's what they call you. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> I'm hoping to get down to Pinellas. Why don't you do yourself friends. a favor and fucking take some singles and you go to that Orange Blossom Trail, meet some of them 18-year-old runaways that are dancing down there now. <laughs> I didn't say I wouldn't do that. That I, sounds like an idea. That I'm from like Alabama. I'm my first night here. Is that right, honey? Keep that ass moving. <laughs> a little less talking, a little more shaking. Right. And don't bring up your retarded baby, all right? You're going to fucking ruin everything that we got going on here. That's when I gave birth to a waterhead. Shut up, please. <laughs> a little less talking, yeah. a little more shaking. Uh, and then when I was 13, my dad raped... Easy, honey. Okay, we're trying to have a nice fucking party atmosphere. I don't want to hear how all the awful things that made you show up at this place. Talk to you later, Jenny. All right, boys. OBT, he said, no honors, blossom trail. Enjoying himself. I don't know why Florida gets all the runaway titty fucking dancers, but I will tell you this, Hicks. Those titty dancers down there leave New York in the fucking dirt. In the dirt. I guess they're more Americans where we're just stuck with mad Russians. Well, you get runaways there. I mean, literally, they start to retire them at 22, 23 years old. God damn. I guess it's warm and there's water there. One girl got fired because they saw pubic hair. That's understandable. Uh, and I don't know. People just, uh, they gravitate, yeah. They go, I'm leaving home, and I never want to spend another winter. I never want to see the winter again. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Ryan Poughkeepsie, you're on run fez Hey, guys. I just got to ask, uh, Fez, what would be your favorite dish you could never have to eat? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to Tony in Jersey. Hey, Ron, I got uh, two things. Mm -hmm. I called my buddy. He uh, ran over his brother's feet with a ride-on lawnmower uh -huh. and ruined his ballerina career. And uh, let's see, uh, I eat the same thing every day for, like, you know, past 32 years, and I feel fine. What is it to eat every day? Uh, let's see, I eat, I eat pizza, chicken, and steak. And that's basically, like, what I go through. Beautiful. Uh, Drew in Jersey, you're on my Fez is still pondering his favorite meal. Drew in Jersey, you're on my Fez. 
Hey, Ronnie B. Hey, Fez. What's up? Yeah. Um, just talking about the, the room that nobody can fucking go in. I'm not Italian. We're Irish. But literally, we had this fucking room in our house. It took up half of our house. And you could never even walk in the fucking room. And only on Christmas. And if you, walk, if you walked in the room, you had to take your shoes off. It was such a pain in the ass. The shoes off, like there's something fucking special there. The only reason you should ever take shoes off is if you live in an apartment. You can't be fucking lumping around with the people downstairs. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Peter, Massachusetts, you're on Fez. Yeah, when I grew up, uh, we had this Italian next-door neighbor. He built this, or put in this deluxe bocce court in his backyard. He was out there all the time, cutting it, fertilizing it, and every Sunday... He'd have all his friends over there to play bocce ball. There'd be, you know, 20 people on his bocce court. But God forbid we hit a fucking wiffle ball into his fucking bocce court. The guy would go fucking ballistic if we went over there to get our fucking wiffle ball. It was, it was the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. People will get so fucking nuts. There was a, a guy in our neighborhood we used to call Mr. Bush. Because if you were walking home from school, he would swear that you were trying to fuck with his bushes. And I would have to say to him, look at your bush. Everywhere I look, I see a fucking bush around here. Stop acting like there's something particular about your bushes. Was just hanging out on his porch waiting for people to try to fuck with him? He would go fucking nuts. Get away from the bush. I don't even know what the guy's last name was. Mr. Bush. He was fucking obsessed with his fucking bush. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. So you know that's the guy you're going to fuck with later. You know the guy that's the guy you're going to fucking terrorize on Mischief Night? Never show you care about anything. No, never show you fucking care. Still thinking, Fez? Still I, pondering? I, I misunderstood his question. Favorite meal, really, from the diner is seconds. When I call and order another uh, order of it. The eventual comeback. I love it, brother. You got it, right? Yep. Now that fucker. Yeah, I misunderstood his question. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Mike, you're in Jersey. You're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, yeah, I just heard about the, the room you're not supposed to go in. I got to get a story about it. I was an exchange student in France my freshman year in high school. I was staying with my exchange student's grandma, who's ancient. She's got this old villa in the south of France. Thing didn't even have windows. But anyway, she had a, she had a room that apparently weren't supposed to go in, and I didn't know. And there's this couch there, like Victorian-looking, wood, beautiful. And I jumped into that sucker like it was a lazy boy, and that thing creaked, and my exchange student's face went white. He said, you're never supposed to sit on that, and I fucking plopped right down on it. <laughs> like an American. I'm sorry, yeah. I come from a place where we use the furniture. Um, Earl, Ohio, you're in Fez. Yeah, I had a... Uh, the Italian grandmother, she had, like, soap in the bathroom you can't use and towels. So we used to just play outside and just use them and piss her off to no end. So perfect soaps? Yeah, they're just, like, little flowers and all that kind of stuff. So you're not allowed to use a soap. I wasn't sure what we were supposed to use. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Pete and PA here on fez Hey, guys. We had a psycho neighbor. Anything that would go in his yard, he'd just fucking keep it. I mean, yeah. he had glass shards on top of his fence so you wouldn't even go over his little rail. There was a guy who burned down in front of his house, too. And the guy came up with fucking a brick 
and threw it through the guy's fucking window. It always gets you. It always gets you. Why do these old people not realize you keep a ball, you keep a kid's ball, they're going to fucking get even with you. I mean, this is fucking common sense. It is too better. You See, here's the thing that they don't understand. They act like, all right, now I'm going to take that fucking ball. No, you didn't take the ball. You took hours of entertainment. We don't have a lot of fucking balls in this neighborhood. One got hit into your fucking yard. It would take you a second to chuck it back or let someone jump over the fence. But no, you got to walk out, grab it, yell some fucking obscenities, and go back inside. You don't think there's going to be a fucking payback? How are you so fucking street stupid that they won't get... These could be the biggest pussy kids in the world. They're going to fucking get even with you. What was nice is when we would have the annual tradition once a year when my dad would go up on the roof to put up the Christmas lights, and then everything that had gone up on the roof, a Frisbee ball, it all came down that one time a year. Sean, you're on Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, my dad had about 200 rose bushes in the yard. And not only did I have to go out every Saturday and a different fertilizer each week, hand fertilize each one and hand mix the fertilizer for each one, but then after I weeded around them, he would come out and check every one to make sure I didn't pick any of them. Uh, yeah, you grew up just hating your dad? No, actually, I have a really good relationship with him, but he just, he was just anal about those roses, and, but he worked hard all week, so he had me do all the fertilizers and everything. I had to poison that fucker. Eric in Houston, you're on a fez. Now, why is it that crazy old people always live next to tons and tons of kids? I, you know, I, I think they would just move. But we had one guy when I was growing up that every single time we would walk past his lawn, he would flip out. He'd just come out of his house like he was waiting by his window just to make sure if someone was coming by his house. So we would salt that guy's lawn. We would take uh, forks and knives and put them into his lawn so whenever he was mowing his lawn, it would fuck up his mower. We would do the worst shit. We were the nicest kids, but, man, he just brought out the worst in us because he would always yell at us. Every neighborhood has one, and you're right. Like, there's other people who are just, they know how to be fucking cool. They don't weird the kids out. They're able to get by. They might not like everything the kids do or sometimes think the kids are too noisy, but they realize, hey, I don't want to fucking end up with soap all over my windows. I'm going to ride this out the best I can. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Jim in Vermont. Yeah. Hey, Ron. First time caller. Thanks, I, I, I'm the neighbor who blew up at one of my neighbors because they have this huge Mastiff dog. I have a little toy fox terrier. One night I'm in the hot tub having a glass of wine, a cigar. My dog's outside. Their dog comes charging on my fence, literally trying to break down my fence. A hundred-plus pound dog against this five-pound dog. I'm naked in the hot tub. I get out, put a towel around myself, and I just laid into this lady to get her fucking dog out of my yard. And then her husband hears about it the next day, comes over, and, and then challenges me. I'm like, keep your dog out of my yard. Well, anyway, it, it, now I'm the bad guy. You are, yeah, I mean, over this one fucking thing, Look how how your life has fucking changed, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe there's more history between us, but I was chilling in, in, in the hot tub, and then her dog comes in my yard and starts attacking my dog. I didn't have a right to blow up at her. No, but I'm just saying, you, it, it, because this thing can't get straightened out, it fucking goes on for decades sometimes. 
It goes on for decades. Mike Kennedy, you're on my Fez. Uh, yeah, hey, guys. Uh, the, the little old farmer beside my house is two old Greek, uh, this old Greek couple. They're in their mid-'80s, big old farmhouse. And any time I've ever been over there in the last five years, we've only ever had a, a sit-down in the kitchen. I go over there from time to time to help them. And 85 years old, it's just the two of them. The old lady still goes down into the basement to do all the cooking. Now, you got a complete kitchen on the first floor. Right. But the kitchen, the kitchen is just for sitting and meeting. You know what I mean? Right. It's insane, but it's just that's the way it's been. The kitchen in the basement, it's like a, it's like a restaurant kitchen. She could cook for an army down there, and it's just, that's just the way they are. You know, it's, it's bizarre, but it's, it's charming in a way, I think. It really, it's, it's kind of sweet. I love to see, like, those older people who, like, their day is mapped out, man. They got shit to do to run that house. They run, they run like an army, especially this old Greek couple. The old man is like a, is like a general, and 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 uh, the the wife is like like his soldier. And I mean, she does it, she does it dutifully. But uh, you know, like uh, as crippled as he is, she picks up all the slack. You know, like she 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 runs uh, runs the ship. You know, and it's it's bizarre, but like I said, it's charming and it's. It's uh, fascinating to watch. It, to me, it, it blows my mind. I can't get enough of them. Here's uh, Chris, Jersey, your manifest. <clears throat> yeah, I grew up in Virginia, and we had this neighbor who just one day went crazy. Mike's for a neighbor. And every once in a while, you know, balls and stuff would go over in her yard. Well, we started to get them. Finally, she sent a certified letter to my father saying no trespassing. She ended up confiscating, like, $1,000 with the sporting equipment. My father ended up taking her to court. She now lives out in, like, the country somewhere, 20 acres of land, and every five feet on her fence post, she's got video cameras set up. Completely ruined this woman's life just by, just by being kids. It's fucking wild. It's wild how that'll get so fucking carried away so quickly. i uh, got to take a break here. Lots to talk about. Be right back after the jump. The Ron and Fez Show. The virus on Sirius XM. girl I knew sent me a book called The Secret. Do you know what this bitch says The Secret of Life is? She said it was positive imagery. Bitch fly to Africa and telling them starving children that shit. What you need to do is visualize some roast beef and some mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh please bitch you're killing me. Stop talking like that. No, 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 no. The problem is you have a bad attitude about starving to death. <laughs> How about it? This is the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hard to believe. Tomorrow night starts pro football. Your last chance is to get involved in our big pool. Go to Two Friends on Twitter.com. There you can uh, play either pool or both. It's the Ron and Fez Pigskin Pick'em Pool. And in that one, the grand prize, an autographed football from world champion quarterback Drew Brees. And there's also the Ron and Fez elimination pool, where the grand prize there, a ball signed by Ocho Cinco. So that's at 202friends at twitter.com. You got just today to sign up to get in on this. 
I can't believe Ocho Cinco ended up on my fantasy team, but he hang he hung around so late in it. I'm like, I gotta take him. Yeah, I was looking at him. I was looking at Ocho. I definitely didn't want him or T.O. They both were out there so long. I don't know who got T.O., but after a while, I'm like, I should have got them both. Yeah, after he was my first pick last year, I just was going to kind of abandon him, leave him be. Very early pick for Rustin, though, was Brett Favre, which got us a big major laugh. He can't possibly have another good year. No. no he can't possibly. If he does... I mean, God, good for far, but that end's going to break down even sooner. It's going to happen. Sooner and sooner. Like, by the halfway of the season, he'll start just being shit. But we haven't seen it take place yet. We've been waiting. Last year, we waited for him to break down. Uh, son of a bitch came back and did it. Uh, emails, we get e- emails. And now, Ron and Fez, the show of the future, brings you... Electronic Mail. Mail sent electronically. By the way, I'm looking up, I guess, this uh, uh, John McCain's daughter has a book out, and she really rips uh, Sarah Palin. Um, It's crazy to me that this kid has so much heat. She's literally never done anything herself. It's not even like her dad put her in charge of the campaign or anything. You know, it's not even like, oh, her dad gave her that job. She just doesn't have a job and feels okay about talking uh, like she's a leader in the Republican Party, even though no one ever made her one. And she's talking about what a disappointment uh, Palin was. Your dad picked her. Why don't you ever bring up what was my dad thinking about? Is this the lesbian daughter? No. I don't think so. It's just uh, the little blonde one. She runs around everywhere. She seems like she seems like a perf- perfectly nice kid. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know how she got to be such an expert in the Republican Party when no one uh, seemed to have ever given her that gig. Her last name's McCain. I guess that's good enough these days. She's got back- daddy's name and yeah. mommy's money. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing okay for herself. Here's a book deal. Fuck it. I know one of the things in life that uh, no one likes is somebody who has money from their parents. I'll tell you this. Friends hate when their friend gets an inheritance. They despise that. Oh, God. That's it's, fucking horrible. When all of a sudden you, you got this fucked up friend, and then they're like, my grandmother died. I got a million three out of it. Everyone's like, you fucking dick. Really? You don't deserve that. You yeah. The grandma you didn't visit enough. Why would that woman give you money? Really a noise. There's no reason for you to get annoyed with it. No, there's reason. No, there's none. No, I don't feel bad about it. I'll hold a grudge over that. Um, They just get really fucking annoyed, though. All right. Uh, the email, we get email. Uh, this said, Ron and Fez, love the bit that you did in the Tarantino soundtracks during the best of well i don't even recall this uh hicks oh uh, yeah we just basically said you know favorite tarantino songs from his movies it started off this, it was like the first like 40 minutes of a show now we did that in a show or did we do that in a uh after show remember we used to do the after shows on pal talk oh uh, that was no that was in this it was actually in the show that wasn't a after pal talk fucking party 
Mm. Well, we used to just uh, sit around after the show, do half a meeting, and then rock hard. The meetings would always turn into really strong rock. Uh, this one said, any other directors that you think do really great soundtracks? Well, if you get out of, if you're just talking about pop music soundtracks, I mean, you could easily sit around and do the Spielberg and Lucas, just let, you know, those soundtracks run time and time again, the John Williams. Although, uh, a friend of mine who knows something about music said to me, John Williams is the biggest ripoff in history. He steals from classical music. He steals from, and he, according to him, everybody who's involved in that type of music knows about it. And I'm like, well, this is shit I wouldn't have heard. Because you can put on the Jaws theme any day and I'll be in a good mood. But if you just really look at it the way um, the Tarantino does, uh, I would have to say in using popular music, uh, you got to go Marty Scorsese. And for me, I don't know if there's any better fucking opening to Mean Streets. When you hear Be My Baby. That, to me, is the shit. Um, and I think I got talking with my buddy Eastside Dave about this before. We got into best way to open a movie. Uh, and I believe we both agreed that you cannot beat uh, Mean Streets for the way to open up one of these uh, films. But here it is. Hicks, grab it for me. Be My Baby. When that backbeat hits, and you just see New York streets. Remember when we had Ronnie in? That was crazy. All I could do was stare at her. Be my baby now. She was just as hot as shit. Uh, little 60s uh, chick. Uh, here's Bob in Philly. Bob, how you doing, buddy? Good man. I agree about Scorsese. He seems to, to be a genius, and he, do, he he doesn't rely on the Stones a lot, which I love. And I just think the best song in a movie ever was in Goodfellas. Chase scene with the helicopters. They start playing Monkey Man by the oh, Stones. And it's, it's just brilliant. He really does use the Stones so much, even the same song sometimes, but he uses them incredibly well. Yeah, and they're not always like the hot rocks hits. They're they're the ones that yeah. most Stones fans like. I'm a All my friends are junkies. I'm a to tell you pizza. 
Now, if you go to uh, Goodfellas, for me, uh, the beginning of that, with the Tony Bennett, uh, where he's doing that bit about uh, the only thing I ever wanted to be in life was a gangster, and they uh, they bring up uh, Rags the Riches. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect segue. I know I'd go from rags to riches. And then he does the freeze frame. Fucking perfect. Talking about the way Marty Scorsese uses music. Pocket may be empty. I'd be a millionaire. May still be torn and tattered. And he always uses music too, uh, Scorsese, more than most people, to say, like, this is the exact date. Because in Goodfellas, as the times move along, the music just goes from like classy to this rock thing to finally just like decadent stones. Yeah. And then uh, also during the We're All Coked Up thing, he uses Jump in the Fire by uh, Harry Nelson. And it's like fucking bizarre how wired you will feel at that point. Uh, and I never heard anybody else use uh, Jump in the Fire before in a film. And this just feels like I can't keep up with my own schedule. I'm all wired out and I can't keep up with my own schedule. There's a new documentary out about Harry Nelson. It's just fucking great. He's one of those kind of forgotten people from popular music, but just stunning and a real character, too. Here's Jim. Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Jim. Hey, yeah, buddy. In uh, Goodfellas, when, Morty, when the Morty Wiggs guy's about to get killed, De Niro's standing at the bar, smoking a fucking cigarette with this crazy-ass look in his eye, and the beginning of Sunshine, Your Love, just comes in oh, by yeah. cream. And it's one of my fucking favorite all-time movie scenes of all time. Yeah, That's it all is, I got, yeah he just looks so frightening.
Kyle, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Ronnie B, I'm right there with you, man. My favorite transition in any movie is in Casino when they pull that Devo cover of uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction, and they're walking through the bar and walking through the casino. It gives me chills every time, I know. man. I love that. It shows how much uh, attention he places to it. about Marty Scorsese and the way he uses music. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, I think the best one out there is the beginning of uh, The Departed when they use uh, Gimme Shelter. just sets the scene perfectly. And he loves uh, to use Gimme Shelter. Yeah, it's such a good... But listen to this. This is just such a cinematic song. What are you thinking? Uh, is it Tarantino or Scorsese for you? I think I'm going to go Tarantino because of he's more eclectic than Yeah, he's Scorsese. definitely less traditional. But Scorsese can completely change the way you look at songs. I'll give you one that's kind of become almost an overplayed hit, but it wasn't at the time. And I was in Color of Money, the pool shooting uh, scene, where... For no apparent reason, uh, Tom Cruise is dancing around with his pool stick to Where Was the London. And it sounds fucking ridiculous, but like it worked phenomenal. And yeah, when, when, he's, when he's driving in the car and it comes on in the car <laughs> and it's playing in the pool hall, like, what the fuck? And he's just swinging the stick over yeah. his head. <laughs> 
Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Forks Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein Kitchen door. You better not let him in. Little old lady got mutilated late last night. Werewolves of London again. of London. I don't know why this even worked. It shouldn't have. It should have been not a all. Should have been a disgrace. And it was fucking perfect. Here's John. John, you're on Manifest. Hey, uh, The Departed. Uh, Dropkick Murphys, the beginning of the movie. I uh, think it's up from Boston. Just a great song, and it's a relatively unknown band. And everybody went out and bought this song right after they this movie, it. yeah. Now this is the fucking theme song, The City of Boston. They split on loop in uh, fucking St. Patrick's Day. And they were doing, of course, when the Sox won. Oh, yeah. It was super badass though in the trailer. We played play it twice in the movie. It was great. I stood up once. I hope they use it in the town. Is a great Scorsese. You know, uh, not only has he done a lot of you know some of the documentaries, but really the gra the greatest rock and roll concert film ever uh, is The Last Waltz, and he directed that. And if you go and watch the extras like that, they storyboarded the whole thing out. I mean, he knew he had the camera right where anybody was. Uh, 
any solos. He knew where it was coming. So he had storyboarded it all out. It's fucking really, really genius. Uh, here's Frank. Frank, you're on the Manifest Show. Frank, we got you, buddy? All right. Uh, let's go over to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good, pal. All right, so I think one of your earlier calls got a little wrong. I thought the music playing when uh, Henry Hill was being chased by the helicopters was uh, What Is My Life by George Harrison. George Harrison, which is kind of a, a really gorgeous song. It would be totally in a different direction. Nice pop song. He, he's doing something on George Harrison, too. He's going to do a documentary on him. Holy shit. It's going to be awesome. Hey, Hicks, this is a strange question, but have you seen Fez around? I saw him leave the uh, booth. You don't know where he went? He's in here. Oh, is he? Here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. One of my favorite was Late in the Departed. Uh, they do a live version of Comfortably Numb with Van Morrison singing the chorus. It's it, incredible. You know, some people love that. Some people hate it. I, I was a fan of it, but I've talked to some people who just despise this. Uh, you know what? I just I love the different version, and if you were going to do it with anybody, you know, Van Morrison was a dude. Yeah. That was awesome. Such a crazy choice. I know. I think it sounds great, though. It sounds good, but it's... How does he get... All right, I'm going to go to the live version now. He just suddenly seems really fucking angry when he's singing it. Right, did you did you ever see Bringing Out the Dead? It's kind of a little less. I saw parts of it. It's like an thing. EMT. Yeah, thumb. it's uh, in the cage. Right. Uh, there is a Johnny Thunder songs. Uh, you can't put your uh, your arms around a memory that I loved uh, in that film, and that was that was like a Hell's Kitchen film. That by the time it was even done, it didn't look the same. You know, like the city was changing so fast at the time. It's a wonderful song. It's a great song, right? 
Hey, Frank, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Frank, we got you, buddy? Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, buddy. What about uh, of Goodfellas, Layla, piano exit, when everyone starts getting picked off at the end, man? Yeah, when you just got the guy just frozen in that truck, and Layla's uh, playing, and it's just like the most heartbreaking thing. And that's like the transition from the m movie. It's like that point that... Hey, it's all fun being a gangster into, holy shit, receipt showed up and we got to pay this. Murdering families and whatever. Yeah. And just, uh... Another weird one I remember, and that was um, the way he used Late for the Sky in Taxi Driver. It still always seems a little surprising to me. Scorsese's weird with music, man. Some of it is like directly the opposite of what is happening on screen. Don't expect this song in Taxi Driver. What about this uh, casino? 
Uh, Roxy Music doing uh, Love is the Drug, which uh, is like a bizarre song for Roxy Music. It doesn't even fit in with the rest of them, but perfect for this fucking film. Um, Scorsese is a master and music. Let's go on a break. Take you out with some Roxy. Go it the right way for a change. Right back, Ron Fez.
AM202. Ron and Fez. Tell me, Curly, how do you know Miss Cross? We went to Harvard together. Oh, that's great. I wrote a hit play and directed it. So I'm not playing it either. Can we get a check in? The Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hicks, are you uh, happy with your fantasy team? Overall, yeah, I'm happy. I'm a little worried about my uh, running backs, but I got Ray Rice. I'm feeling good about it. Mine, uh, My team uh, blows goats. Oh, come I just on. despise it. Um, not, not happy with it at all. And then I got HTG in the uh, first game of the season, and... Oh, oh. She's. Uh, I, I had a tough schedule. I went over. I think I start HTG. Uh, I believe Kathleen from the Bronx and Blowhard all first three games. That's all people who take it serious. I don't have an Earl. I do not have an Earl in the early part of my season where I'd like to get him. Well, I'm starting off against Fez in Hard Knocks defense, so I don't know what I'm, what I'm Should not happen. be easy. Uh, he he drafted them high. He drafted him often. Send me the kid in. Send me the kid. Uh, Rustin's in here. By the way, I just got just packs of emails for how many people are like in uh, Rustin. Our new intern uh, coming to us from Crawford, Texas. And you were looking for as many Texas people as you could get. Who did you... Who was from Waco that you wanted back? <laughs> yeah, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. No, you just want him because he grew up in Waco. There's no yeah, other reason. Yeah, he's a local hero. Of course, I want to rep I that. thought the local hero down there was David Crush. <laughs> you don't stick with him anymore? Uh, well, uh, you know, after it burned down, I kind of left him. And to be, to be straightforward, mm-hmm. I wasn't, yeah, be straightforward, I wasn't just me. going for Texans. I was going for Cowboys. Uh, you love those Cowboys, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. God's but, team. Now, every year, uh, God leaves them. So he's got a tendency to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah the Bible ended. Uh, he just kind of left. <laughs> you won't want him in January. When Jesus got to the playoffs, it was uncomfortable. I had no idea that he went from Jesus to Job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you love your your Cowboys. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. Have you been to that stupid stadium? Yeah, I got my one of my good buddies plays football for UT, and when they played the Big Twelve Championship, uh-huh. I got tickets to that. <clears throat> Which was it's a it's a great stadium, but the screen is. It's just so unnecessary. It's embarrassing. Oh, it's God, just yeah. so gigantic. My brother went to see them play the 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 Eagles, <laughs> and they Jerry Jones. I think for one quarter they experimented with 3D. Uh-huh. Everybody in the stands. Oh, I remember that day. Everyone had the stupid glasses. <laughs> yeah, my brother was there in the party zone or whatever. But he said you, the whole stadium just got nauseous real quick. That it was a it was a brief experiment. It didn't even last the whole quarter. What that stadium is missing is a pirate ship in the end zone. That's what you need. <laughs> um. Here is Charlie. Charlie, you're on Ron and Fez show. Ronnie, I, I think this is a stroke of brilliance. I'm sure, sorry to show you a trick to everybody, but you can't stand the knuckle dragging, you know, red state NASCAR watching guys. So you get this kid in there, they all call up, they love him, and you get to back and sit like mama's cooking is done. It's brilliant. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. Uh,. We all got a soft spot for this kid. He came up here just like Joe Buck, wanted to be in New York City. No fucking apparent reason for it. No. And 
the city is taking a shine to you, kid. I like that. I like the city that. is taking a shine to you. And I've got no problem representing the, the southern listeners of the Ron and Fez show. Now, when are you going to start your schooling? You're going to start weekend schooling? Well, no, I'm already taking class. I actually have a I – was, Greg was helping me study this morning. I've got a test this Saturday for my music and civilization class. Wait, you, the other intern was helping <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, he was helping me study a little bit. Oh, uh, by the way. Uh, <laughs> His name will I, now be Tudor. Yeah. What's that, Fez? His name will be Tudor. Uh, the funny thing there is you've overshadowed that kid, and, and the audience hasn't even got to meet Greg because of you. Well, that's, and you're disappointing, big for, that's disappointing for them. Greg's yeah. great. He's the best. Uh, but this is what you guys are doing instead of answering the phones and yeah, doing stuff exactly. for it's, Hicks. Well, I make some rejoiners, and then Greg and I study for a little while. You like this kid, huh, Fez? Because Fez said, let's bring the kid in. I go, what are your bits do you have? He goes like this. Let's bring in the kid. <laughs> um, here's uh, TJ. You're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, I am disappointed at you and Rustin. I'm sorry to say it. You played that music yesterday. You opened my world to Channel 12, Outlaw Country. Now I'm hooked on this shit. Thank you very much. Uh, he is our, our, our uh, alternative uh, country, Outlaw Country guy. Were you able to book, uh, book that guy that went in on Friday's show? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'm going to be emailing him pretty soon. and try. I'm going to well, try to get tickets you know, to the it's, show. And it's then... Wednesday. Uh, so Friday yeah. he gets here. I'm a last-minute type of guy. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, that all works out if it happens that way. By the way, Blowhard said that he never saw the chat feature, and that's why he didn't answer us last night. That's just Because all night we're like, Blowhard, jump into this. Yeah. We're busting balls. We're having fun. He never answered. He never saw it. He was so locked into <laughs> his notes, and the damn clock was ticking fast. Yeah, uh, I didn't use a note. Did you? No, I, I had another. I had another screen open on my computer with somebody's list of the top two hundred. Um, but then, when it came to my turn and I saw Favre on the board, I just threw everything away <laughs> and went with the uh, childhood hero. So that, those you, are my notes. But then, when we laughed at you, because you got him round one, round two, round two, I got him round two, and we laughed at you. And then you were, I got him by mistake. Well, well, Matt Schaub was sitting there, and he was on my list. I was going to go with him. But How could you be such a Texas guy and then your childhood hero is far? Come on, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but everybody in Texas, everybody in the South loves Brett Favre. Maybe not anymore because all the bullshit, retired, non-retired. Well, he's a Mississippi guy, and he loves yeah, to hunt. absolutely. Yeah, so when I was growing up in Crawford, uh, their, our strength and conditioning coach was the uh, used to be the strength and conditioning coach for the Seahawks. Uh, well, I've never said this before. I'm so incredibly impressed with your past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so they he was they were family friends with Brett and said that Brett would have a every year when they would have a big party at the beginning of the season he would the, the big cake and he mm -hmm. would hide just cash prizes in the cake. So if you got a slice of cake, it might have 250 bucks wrapped up in a and so from then on he's my hero. I so love that guy. At, I love that, that, guy. that was a point you were just a little kid and you yeah. start that's when you started sending him. Uh, Polaroid pictures of your penis. You just <laughs> mail them along. Yeah, Brett, absolutely. Uh, this is just my way of saying uh, good luck to you. Brett and Mike Allstott, those were my two guys growing um, up. That's an odd one also. <laughs> Here's John from Sports Grumblings. How you doing, John? I'm doing fine, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, how's everything going with your new show here on Sirius? Oh, we had a great premiere Saturday night. Looking forward to our uh, permanent time slide, 8 to 11, Saturday nights. On Beautiful. On to yeah. 11. Uh, I have to tell you though, I got my I, I got a taste of what it's like to be Ronnie B. Just a little bit. First night on the premiere show, the phones blew up, engineers running all over the place, uh, people left on hold for an hour. I wish I had that paranoid song with me though. 
So they, 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 they your, your actual, your phones went out, huh? Yeah, They're, yeah, for the first uh, 90 minutes or so, actually. Um, this happens at some, it's like, I'm going to tell you the truth here. They aren't used to getting the kind of calls that we get here at the virus on other stations. Right, So right. they, I don't know why they, they cheapen it. They go under the, you know, under the, I don't know whether there's some kind of program you can get into where, oh, it's only a dollar a month because we don't think <laughs> you're going to get many calls. But that's how they tried to bring us into this. Yeah, it, it was it was quite the experience, but I loved it, and I have to tell you, I, th- I thought you would have appreciated this, seeing as how uh, yeah, the intern there is from uh, Texas. I actually had a call from Texas. I spent three hours telling people not to take quarterbacks in the first round, <laughs> and, and he gets on with a slow draw, like, uh, I would like to know if with the third pick I should take Drew Brees. <laughs> so, of course, I did my best impersonation of Robert Duvall in The Apostle, and I just told him that the devil's going to come get him in the form of Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And that he has to stay away from that. In the, you know, I went into this whole uh, Pentecostal thing. And it was funny because afterwards he said, thank you kindly, sir. And just hung, I, It's almost like I got through with him by he, calling him a rube, you know. But you, uh, you never will. That's the beauty. That's what you'll <laughs> learn one day of like, oh, I'm just wasting my time talking. Nothing <laughs> is ever going to come out of this. Now. Would you be surprised if somebody took a defense in the second round? Uh, I, I heard that, and I uh-huh. didn't call in earlier because I didn't want to upset Fez. Uh, but here's the thing. He saw them on his TV screen. They're on Hard Knocks, and they're all fun. I'm a oh. consumer. I saw them on TV, and I had to have them. <laughs> hey, somebody well, just hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> the right one, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I think he does have a strong defense. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I just don't know how it's going to pay off for him over the course of a year. And but I got his, caught up in the Revis news, too. His now, defense will be set. He'll never have to worry about changing. Now, Ronnie, did you invoke the champion gets the first ten picks rule? <laughs> no, I actually ended up picking ninth. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm going to take a... Uh, if I'm hoping for anyone this year, uh, it's a Kathleen from the Bronx or an HTG because they both put their heart in it, and neither one of them made the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah, that's rough, and and you always want the ladies to at least make the playoffs. It's it, it's the gentlemanly way to play fantasy. Well, football. we found out this uh, that Kathleen from the Bronx is sleeping with a friend of mine, Bri Bri. And apparently he's uh, getting more than his share. Well, I've got her week one, so oh, you are taking her on week one. So, John, I've got I've got Kathleen week one. Starting Brett Favre is that a good is that a good pick? Uh, who's your other option? Eli Manning, or I can try to trade Ron for. Uh... So you're yeah uh, yes, I'm ready to start trading with you. I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready. And to I'm ready to start trading some of your best players for Mike time. That's what I want to do. Exactly. Here. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. All right, John, we're going to stay in touch with you this year, but every Saturday night you're going to be talking uh, fantasy sports. 8 to 11 Saturday nights Eastern time, and, and Ronnie, you've got the open invite, you and Fez, anytime. But we'll, we'll definitely stop in one night. I appreciate it, pal. All right, thanks. Peace. Bye-bye. I was, uh, you know, somewhat slightly intimidated that here our second year of playing fantasy. <laughs> we'll go into that place where guys are using separate defensive players. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I just took a uh, offensive guard. <laughs> You're like, what? That's too much. I'm going to be calling John every Saturday night to get uh, to get some help. Well, you should see about interning for him because it seems oh, like... Perfect. Great. Know, it seems like uh, they need some help back there. Well, special delivery is yesterday's news. They're not doing any of the 
uh, fantasy sports stuff unless you you count wrestling <laughs> and, and uh, Jersey Shore fantasy, which is it's it's blown up. It's done though, isn't it? I mean, oh, we all felt bad when Ronnie cheated on uh, Sammy. We all felt bad. Did we? Uh, yeah, I did. I think uh, okay. Ronnie came off like a dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you about that. Do any of them not come off like a dick in that show? Um, the situation no. surprisingly doesn't seem like he's pretty. He's a scumbag and he knows it, and he he seems like the best guy there. Situation seems like someone's dead. <laughs> I can't fucking help, but he he basically comes off that way. I think I'm done with reality programming. I just it's too frustrating. We, we're, we got like two more weeks in Big Brother. Tonight is the night. Yeah, you I don't, can't give it up. You I can't don't, give it up. I don't care anymore because. I don't like anyone left in the house. Root for Lane. Lane from Texas. He's no, I can't. Win. Lane's got money. They ain't going to vote for him. <laughs> yeah, he true. comes from money. He's a trust fund baby. No one likes to see a trust fund baby do well. He's like you. He's yeah. got a lot of cash. Oh, yeah. I've got a ton of cash. I'm just sitting on it. Is did Lane, you ever see? Is Lane the beast or the animal in this did, brigade? Did you ever see any of the Bush daughters when you were down there in Crawford? Yeah, absolutely. My 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 good my good friend in elementary school, his parents owned uh, the coffee station, uh-huh. the only restaurant in, in our town. By the way, thanks for saying absolutely again. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm um, gonna say it as many times as I can. I'm gonna yeah. laugh really loud into the mic. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, they they own the uh, the coffee station, so they would come in all the time. The Bush girls and their dad. Uh, and, which one looked better? Uh, was Jenna the one who was always getting the DWIs? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a little chubbier, a little baby, yeah, a little chubbier, but little you can tell she, she was. Uh, she had a wild streak to her. All right, I like the which idea. I'm a big fan of. So uh, I didn't know that. I thought you went for nice girls. I thought you like a nice Christian girl. Yeah, <laughs> Southern Baptist, preferably. Um, let's go over here to uh, Tom in Iowa. What do you got, Tom? Tom, turn your radio down. Uh, hold on. While you're bragging to me about Greg and how good he is and how strong he is and how he helps everybody, yeah. he's got to learn to tell people to turn the radio down. Yeah. you got to be. Sometimes you have to be rude to the callers, and Greg's not a rude guy. I didn't know that. And he also writes the word Koran differently, no matter how many times <laughs> it comes up. Q, a K, and I saw it one time spelled with a four. Yeah. I think that was me when the caller <laughs> called in yesterday and said, that dumb idiot pastor misspelled Koran, spelled it K-O-R, and every one of your calls said <laughs> yeah. K-O-R-A-N. So. so you're just having a ball back there? So I switched it over and did the Q-U apostrophe. Then why don't you start running like a girl, like I saw you running down the hall again today? <laughs> again today? Yeah. I'm you trying have to a modify girl. it. You have a girl run. Uh, it's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, since I am done with uh, reality TV, and I can't put up with it anymore, I think the event is going to be the TV show that I lock into this year. Hicks, have you have you looked at this at all? The I've event. S- I've seen the promos. I'm gonna I'm gonna check into it. I'll see what. The- Here's what you don't understand: an event takes place <laughs> that's going to change all of our lives. But what is it? But here's the thing: it runs all the way to the White House. Oh. I believe it has to do with uh, UFOs. I believe it has to do with zombies. I think it has something to do with Bigfoot. And I, robots. I saw something in the in the subway today, and I'm not 100% sure about this, but I feel like in the event, I think that the president is black. But he's not Obama, but he looks very I similar. hope they use Tiny Zeus Lister, yeah. <laughs> like they did in Fifth Element, uh, which I think paved the way to Obama getting elected. Because no one, everyone act like, well, there couldn't be a black president. And then you see uh, Fifth Element, not only is he black, but he's cross-eyed, and you're like... This is fine. Yeah. This could work out this way. It's fine with some people. Some uh, people under hypnosis don't like it so much. 
Well, that does happen. <laughs> that was he, he out at Ufes. Mm-hmm. Eight six six run zero Fez. Eight six six run zero Fez. It is the Run and Fez show. Hicks, you got a TV show that you're going to be watching this year? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited about uh, the the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. The uh, it's David Cross, Will Arnett. It's on IFC October first. Dude, dude, I've never heard about this in my life. The, the full episode leaked online, and they have like a. a Is it funny? It's. I thought it's fucking hysterical. And you're a guy that doesn't even watch Children's Hospital. No, I don't. No. I watched that, and... I've heard about it, yeah. It's really, uh, I was going to say disgusting, but I don't want to (laughs) come off acting like I can't handle. Uh, All right, so what's the name of the show? The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret. Uh, And Todd Margaret is who? David Cross, and he uh, basically scams his way into getting some job in England, and hilarity ensues. You're thinking what I'm thinking, David Cross would be a perfect unmasked. Perfect. What are we waiting for? Oh, that would be great. Um, Let's do it in the next four months so I can be a part of it. I want to be. I want to be there for that one. Who I'll said work. we're ever going to let you go back? Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. My mom did call yesterday and said, "You know, said how's the internship going?" I said, "It's going pretty well." She goes, "But you're still coming home in December, right?" Just so, play her uh, long December by yeah. the County Crows. She'll understand. <laughs> Tell her she got crow rolled. Yeah. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero what? Fez. By the way, I need to know. What TV shows I need to be watching this year? What's the What's the name of the Steve Buscemi one? The Atlantic City. Atlantic City. I'm going to be tied into. Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk uh, Empire. Yeah. And it will be. It, it's going to finally fill that Sopranos void. No. That we've had so far, but once again, it goes to show, and Davy Mack was correct about this. The country seems to be obsessed with New Jersey. No. There's always a big. New Jersey TV show. Um, right now, of course, it's Jerseylicious. Yeah. But there's going to be more and more coming out there. Mob Candy Magazine's coming up pretty soon. It's about I, their time to shine. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, they, I know they've got a new theme song. I don't know whether you've heard the song yet. Um, but it seems to be catching on. And I'm hoping to hear it done in a couple of uh, dance mixes. But um, And I don't know if it's going to be as big on the west coast as it is here but i guarantee you it's going to be a big uh show in the east uh do we have that song ready to go hicks let's take a listen it's a mafia life (laughs) check your back there may be a knife it's mafia life come and check out our strife we're living the mafia life right so um well, that's one way. I, later, it got a little mo- melodic. That was almost a uh, a straight read, but it was still good. I think there's some. I think Fez, is, there's a future in hip hop with the every word rhyming. I think yeah. we could do it. I think if we turned it from kind of the Tom Waits style to more of a, a hip hop style. I think we could do it. Interesting. Uh, here's Chase. Chase in North Carolina. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Ron? Yeah. Uh, you got to check out Swamp People on the History Channel before you give up reality TV. Now, I haven't seen uh, Swamp People. It's about people that live in the swamp, or? It is, but they have to put subtitles, and you, you can barely understand what they're saying. They speak so Cajun. What, uh, what swamp are we talking about here? Down in uh, Louisiana. Down in Louisiana, and they're just living in the swamps. Um, Catching gators. Catching gators down there. All right, Swamp People on the History Channel. I'll try to check that out. Uh, by the way, I saw some kind of roadhouse thing, and I believe it's out of Texas. Yeah. And it looked unwatchable. <laughs> Most um, things are, yeah. I, and I thought that was on the Travel Channel. Uh, Dustin, you're on the Run of Fest show. 
Hey, what's going on? I was going to ask yeah. you if you uh, ever seen Breaking Bad on AMC. Not only have I seen it, but I I broke that story to the world. Yeah. And uh, now he's won three straight Emmy Awards and well-deserved. Uh, Nate, in Tampa, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Ronnie B, love you, baby. Yeah. You got to watch East Down and Down, second season. Nate, I want to tell you something, uh, and I can't say where I got it from. I've got the first four Eastbound and Downs. Jesus Christ. Sitting in my home right now, and I haven't looked at them. That makes me uncomfortable, just sitting in this chair knowing that you've got the first four episodes. I got the first four. Let's do a watching party. Um, come on. You can, we can do it at my apartment in Astoria. That'd be perfect. We you know, all... I wanted to come over there and meet your gay roommate <laughs> and see his cats, yeah. but I don't know whether I can do it. In this lifetime. We've got some great Greek food right around the corner. Have a wonderful dinner. Eastbound and down. I don't see what the problem is. Uh, Tommy, in Texas, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, Ron and Fest, what's going on, guys? Good. I just wanted to put in my two cents about the Cowboy Stadium. Uh -huh. you know, for those of us who ain't high rollers, you know, we appreciate that big-ass screen because you know, we're paying 100 bucks for the tickets way up there in the 400 section, and we get to see a close-up of the game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well... Uh, when I look, I I looked at it, and I have to kind of agree with Rustin. And Rustin makes so much money that he actually has one of those T-shirt guns <laughs> that he's filling up with diamonds and trying to shoot up into that section. No. Your family's just loaded, huh? Just no, nothing but cash. No, not at all. But his dad has a really long car with big fucking Longhorns on the front of it. Yeah, ten gallon hat. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, here's uh, Sean, Alabama. Hey, Ronnie, you got to catch the uh, new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We get to catch Sweet D in a nice blue bikini, it looks like. Uh, Sweet D just had a baby the other day. Um, and they were actually at the Phillies game when her water broke. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was fitting somehow. That would have been a great episode. It seems like it would have uh, been a, the perfect episode. Um, by the way... Uh, someone named Chris Peru wrote to us uh, when we were doing the Scorsese uh, bit of uh, music. He goes, you asses are forgetting a Bronx tale in the bar and the song The Ten Commandments of Love plays while they brawl. How did we miss that, Fez? I don't know how we missed that one. We missed it because Marty Scorsese never fucking directed that film. That's how. <laughs> Chris Perot, who's the ass now? De Niro directed that film. God damn it. Yeah. Know a little bit about your nation's history. When we were doing that bit, a lot of the callers were interested in bringing up Tarantino and Wes Anderson. Oh, Jesus want, Christ. They, uh, when it came to soundtracks, they were all saying that Tarantino and Wes Anderson were better. Which I, Well, no one's saying that he's not. But yeah. the point is this. Yeah. They get their time on this show. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take every director and put a spotlight on him. I appreciate that. Just like I do in The Unmasked. Be perfect. Uh, by the way, uh, Kid Kelly said to me as we were pissing together, really like the Paulie Shore Unmasked. <laughs> perfect stuff. Really good. Really enjoying it. And I'm like, well, I've done 40 hours of those. He goes, really? With Paulie? And I go, no, I wanted to do 40 <laughs> hours of just me and Paulie Shore talking. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I'd do it with other comics. This with weekend, it's the Michael McKeon Unmasked, debuting on Raw Dog, a serious XM comedy. Do we have the booking for the Unmasked next week? 
No, that is not. Uh, what, what's the holdup there, Fez? Yesterday was going to be the day. It is uh, a communication uh, problem. So mm. it's getting the confirmation done. A fun thing you could all do if you're, when you're listening to the Michael McKeon unmasked this weekend is try to hear. If you listen really closely, you can hear Ron's appendix burst right in the middle of it. Well, that is very true. I had the 104 fever yeah. and the appendix. Yeah. And then you're trying to talk to me going like this. Ron, it's going to be so great to work here with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what did I say to you? You said, uh, you looked at Chris and you said, I don't know how to, well, I have to stand here and shake all these people's hands, these son of a bitch's hands, and Michael McKeon just gets to leave. <laughs> I needed to go to the hospital. I understand that, but you could have, I was the last person out. Yeah. And you five minutes, well, I would have never heard it. What, what, <laughs> what did what did you say to me? Did you say you're going to be the new intern? No, here's what here's exactly what happened. I walked out and I said, you know, Ron, it's a, it's a huge pleasure to meet you. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm the guy who emailed you a couple weeks ago about uh, being an intern. And Pepper goes, oh, you're that guy. And you go, oh, you're that guy, real sarcastically. <laughs> and then you looked at Hicks and said, I don't know, I'll have to sit here and shake these son of bitches' hands and Michael McKeon gets to leave. <laughs> it is a very good point I made. Yeah. Now, um... Now, all the shit that you promised in your emails, you haven't done yet. All this, hey, I'm using Pro Tools, I'm doing this and that. I'm pretty sure we played a great rejoinder yesterday that everybody enjoyed. I didn't hear any uh, feedback on it. Really? And I normally do, yeah. That's very surprising. Um, Let's go over here to, uh, oh, look who it is. It's my very good friend, Blahard. Hello, Blahard. Good afternoon, gents. Hey. One evening last night. Too bad I missed out on the chat. I was. How did you miss the chat? <laughs> I got to be honest. I didn't have my reading glasses on, and I was just looking down and just trying to. I made some notes of plays that I wanted, <laughs> and I didn't get any of them. Obviously. Uh, I didn't, yeah, you. you know, uh, I. I. You have a very eclectic team. I'm not sure about you, Blahard, and I was really worried. But but then uh, was I was thinking today. I'm going. Well, he studies this a lot more than I do. Maybe. These are the guys, and I'm just well, not paying attention. Um, I got, I got, I'm pretty solid all around, pretty much. I took Aaron Rodgers, who... That's who I wanted, too. I wanted yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And my running game, I took a chance. I took C.J. Spiller from the Bills, who I think is like going to be a really big star. Everybody just cringed in here, yeah, Blowhard. I'm going to tell you the truth. Season. Ruin your season, Blowhard. What, Spiller? You yeah. watch. Spiller's going to rush for over 1,000 yards at Buffalo. You watch. All right. In the next 10 years, possible. Oh! <laughs> his fucking kid. Hey, kid, I got ties in my closet older than you. Why don't you go away to Hey, when you First, called in earlier, we had a great conversation on the phone. I'm pretty sure it, you were thrilled with me. Here's the funniest thing. It almost sounds like you got jokes older than he does. <laughs> if you're going to do that. The kid's 19 years old. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, I do have jokes older than that. And I mean, and what's the name of your team, uh, Rusty? Whatever your name. What, what team did you call yourself? Los Mexicanos or something? Yeah, with that? the Los Cruces Vaqueros. And what the hell does that mean? It's a Mexican baseball team. Blowhard, <laughs> learn some. You don't only need to know history. Expand <laughs> no, no, me on no, the United no, I'm States. I'm more of a Japanese baseball guy. You want to talk about maybe the Jap- Japanese league? No, but, uh, I definitely don't want to talk about the it's Japanese league. It's gonna be a league. fun season. And, you know, I did take To. I just saw him available. I said, hey, why not? I got him on the bench, but we'll see. Maybe I'll start him this week. But overall, it was just like so chaotic. The whole thing was just like the clock was ticking, and it just wasn't enough time for me. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Everybody else was enjoying. We were chatting. We were having fun. I just missed out. I was just wrapped up, and I was looking for my reading glasses. And, and Higgs, why weren't you part of the chat fun? I was. I said a few things, but I was very groggy. I just woke nobody up. saw you say a word. What are you gonna say during a draft anyway? I just feel it's bad. We're laughing at other people's yeah, picks. We're having a great time. Well, listen, to me, it wasn't about the draft. The draft, you got to pay attention. I'm thinking if I start mocking your draft, my quarterback's going to break his arm or something. I just, 
I just didn't even I didn't even see the damn feature. I'm I'm getting blind to my old age. Well, we're gonna make sure. I'm gonna uh, start and send Rustin over there to check on you. Yeah, every that's week. what I want to suggest. I want Rustin to do a Rustin discovers New York kind of bit. <laughs> every week, you just send him out to like some wacky location and just get his opinion. Maybe put him on the A train uptown to Harlem. Yeah. Maybe send him out to Coney Island. Maybe Chinatown. Just send him all over the city. Send him to leather bars, uh, exactly. tranny Let's stops. Yeah, I think it's great for a guy to get his first uh, He's a smart, articulate young man. And to hear his opinion about this crazy city of ours, I'd love to hear it. And maybe he won't even come back alive if he goes to, like, some neighborhoods, God forbid. There's a, there's a fried chicken place up in Harlem that is on my list of restaurants I want to go to. Uh, but I'm just having trouble deciding if it's going to be name safe to go to. Uh, I can't, I can so look it is? I can look it up and it'll take me about well, one minute. Well, if it doesn't have bulletproof glass when you walk in, don't bother. <laughs> Those are the places you want to go to. And you put your money in, you open up a plastic uh, see-through bulletproof thing and you put your money in the little box. And then hey, the that's where I get my crack. I get that's my crack the same, the same kind of They probably spot. have the same thing. You know, I want to ask Fezzi a question. Yes. Are you excited about the remake of Hawaii Five-0? You think it's going to be any good? Uh, I'm going to check that one out. Scott Con fan to begin with, so I'm gonna I'm gonna check Scott it out. Scott Con fan. I don't, I don't think that's ever been said in the history. He's good on Entourage. I think he does a really good job. On he that fucking show. got him hooked on coke. You know, he's a baby <laughs> and he's a midget. He's the only tough guy I've ever seen who's four seven. Yeah, I believe the character though. I don't I don't like the character, but I think Scott Con does a does a great job. All right, oh, hold it's gonna on. be tough to replace Jack Lord. I gotta be honest. And of course, you got Jin from. Uh, Here's Lord. what I already don't like about it, Blowhard. They in the previews, it's like lost. They're on the part of the island. No one is. Hawaii Five O. They were always solving urban crimes in Honolulu. Yeah, exactly. And, and they got the typical hot Asian chick who can kick every guy's ass. And I don't know. And just when he says Bookum Dano, it just doesn't have the same. Or you know, it's just. Well, these shows are for people who didn't watch it the first time. It's like platform shoes. Well, you're not supposed DVDs. to. You go out and get the box set and see the yeah, classic. You're not supposed to go through the same styles or remakes in the same lifetime. Hey, mutton shops are coming back, my friend, and so's polyester. Oh, and uh, by the way, Blowhard, the place we're going to eat fried chicken is Charles Country Pan Fried Chicken on Fre Frederick Douglass Boulevard, if you want to join us. Ooh. Right? Frederick Douglass Boulevard. Good luck up there. I only go to bulletproof places where they have uh, the uh, plastic. Hey, outlet. Alex had a question for Blowhard. Hey, 22482, two, buddy. What do you say, pal? Uh, what happened to the fucking Blowhard song? All right, it's time to play it. You know, Hicks won't hey, jump on it every single time. Do a Remix and I never got back. To, I never heard back from Sleeves. So. Blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard. You are boring, boring blowhard. Why are we in a thing with you, fucking blowhard? Blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard. Fucking Now, Blowhard, we were all singing that song to you every time you picked last night, oh, but you you couldn't see the chat window. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm, I feel like Mr. Magoo sitting there. I, I have my reading glasses, I couldn't find them, and then I see like 10 seconds left, and my one of my last picks, I end up picking one of the worst picks ever. I picked up, uh, what's his face from the Eagles, who just went out to San Francisco, the running back, your uh, former superstar. I forgot his name. Westbrook? Yeah. I'm like a dick. I, I clicked on him, and I'm like, no! And I saw two seconds, and it, I was like, stop. Isn't it funny how one injury changes everything about the guy? I mean, that guy was like, like the everything. perfect all-around player just a couple years ago. Yeah. 
And now just like well, same, same for Big Donovan. But, you know, like I think my lineup, I think is solid. I, I I don't think it's. You know, the funny thing was like the sports grumbling guys mentioned. They said always go for the running backs, and the running backs were eaten up so fast. That's what happened. Yeah, when I got ninth pick, I was screwed. Yeah, yeah I Peterson was stuck. I took Mendenhall from the Steelers. I had AP last year. Yeah. Like, he ran me all the way to the fucking Super yeah, Bowl. That's what I, I plan on. I was dying to get my hands on a Maurice Jones-Drew or, you know, like a, a Ray Rice or somebody, but I got stuck with Yeah, him. I got him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I think that my coup was definitely, and my backup quarterback, I like Flacco a lot, and uh, it's only... Basically for a bye week, unless he gets hurt on my uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, he doesn't get the appeal. Like, if I say to somebody I drafted Aaron Rodgers, they're like... Yeah, but I remember, uh, what's his name had him last Scruff. year? Scruff. and killed with him. Because fucking Rodgers will also oh, run for yards. Yeah, yeah. and like, I could have picked uh, Romo. I could have picked uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, you made the, the right pick. The quarterback who's in the same league on paper is Breeze. And then yeah. Kathleen screwed me over that one. Well, she picked right ahead of me, and I was like, damn it, I want to Breeze. She always has, has Drew Breeze every year. like, I got to yeah. have Drew Breeze. I saw a lot of and, sites where Rodgers was miserable too ranked about high. Team. It's like yeah. everybody's miserable about their teams. All right, Blowhard, we'll talk to you later, hey, buddy. Guys, good luck, and uh, hey, Fezzy. Yes. Oh! <laughs> He's just yeah. pissed because I've got what? Revis and the defense he wanted. Oh, wow. When Fez picked the Jets last night, because the way that that draft was set up is you, I couldn't ever figure out when it was my turn because right. I kept thinking, oh shit, it's my turn. And then I, I said, oh, it's my turn. And then all of a sudden it said Jets defense. And I was like, shit, how did I pick the Jets defense? I'm retarded. And then Fez like, I picked the Jets defense. That was so fucking funny. No one else picked the defense to the ninth fucking round. Yeah. They just don't get you a lot of points, but... Uh, I do think he's got one of the the top defenses. It's just who would have went that early? I think I picked up the the Ravens in like the twelfth round, which were the second ranked. Um, yeah, the Ravens are always fucking good. By the way, that restaurant that you want to go to, yeah. I'm not even kidding about this. I think they do Friday nights at a place here in Midtown really? where the chef comes down. Oh, and I went great. to it uh, last winter, and it was fucking. It was great. You can't invite your favorite intern. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If I take Gary, um, my new favorite, or Greg? Greg. If I yeah. take Greg, yeah. yeah, all right, I will take him yeah. out there, my new favorite intern. <laughs> no, I think that would be great. Me, Greg, Fez, Ron, Chris, we could all go out to, because uh, I've got a list. I'm making a list of new, favorite New York restaurants that I want to go to. So, How do you know they're your favorites if you haven't went to them? Well, they're my favorites on the ones I want to go to. Of the thing, of the things I want to do, I've picked well, your out parents some have just given you a ton of money. No, not at all. That's the problem. That's why I'm lobbying on this show to see if we can all go together. I'm looking for a search, search her up and search so I can win one. Have something to hang over, hang over Fez's head to take us someday. Be well, great. what about Friday? We could go see the I'm Still Here Joaquin down at the Sunshine, uh, and then go have a nice, a nice dinner. Well, you know, uh, I think it's great that you want to hang out like this. <laughs> I, I just had a whole life before you showed up, though. But let me take a break. Okay. We'll come back and talk about it. Uh, it's the Ron and Fez Show. The Virus. Sirius 197 XM202. Ron and Fez. When I went to school. Oh. When I went to school. When I went to school. In Olympia. With a revolution! Well, it's 
So, Courtney, you got any other songs Kurt wrote? <laughs> oh, no, you wrote that. Yeah, that's right. Okay, fine. Oh, you bringing it back? I'll send it Yeah, uh, Kurt didn't write that I did, and uh, wasn't left in a box or anything. That's all mine. So I don't want people call me names. Uh, your hero, yeah. uh, Lady Gaga, oh, yeah. uh, is now in a magazine. I think it's Japanese Vogue, and she's wearing a meat bikini. A bikini, <laughs> and this would have been perfect for Texas, yeah. made completely out of meat. And then she said, um, I want to get into a hot tub and make soup for everyone while I wear this bikini. Oh, but it would actually be great to just have her run through baby wolves. Just see <laughs> uh, if we could do some kind of a contest. I think they did it on a jackass one time. They strapped somebody with a meat bikini. Those jackass guys, they get better and better, and they're hey, coming back in 3D. 3D. Yeah, I can't wait, wait for yeah, it. That'll good. make another $90 million weekend. <laughs> yeah. So funny when he got hit in the balls. It's, those, the movies are funny. Mm. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, they are. I think so. What part? The midget? The yeah. getting hit in the balls? <laughs> I like the... it when they put the midget, hit him in the balls, and then put him in a porta potty and twist it upside down. Because no one could else <laughs> could come up with that bit. Like, we couldn't come up with, um, all right, let's put you in a wheelchair and okay. push you into the wall. Okay. And then we all just start cracking up. But as then this, they had paintball weird. guns, and they shot them in each other's crotch. That's funny. That's that is funny. Because it stung their balls. <laughs> yeah, it really hurt. Oh, and then my favorite was when... They went into the the hardware store mm -hmm. and took a shit in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it it's winning. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, and it keeps getting better. It yeah. keeps. I mean, they're growing as artists. There's definitely not like a drop off. They're, no. They're getting better with time. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till we get to the point where all their bodies start to give out on them, yeah. and they're just like, "Why did I hurt myself so much?" Steve O's like 61. Did Steve O ever uh, get all straightened out? I know he had the drug and alcohol problem. He's Completely sober now, Hicks? I think he was for a while. I'm not sure if it's stuck, but I hope I it does. he was uh, sober. It's just really amazing sometimes when you can see people bounce back. <laughs> and, like, they just come back normal. Yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr. was batshit yeah. for, like, ten years. And now he's the biggest movie star in the world. No. Uh, David Crosby was so fucked up that he took his own liver out. And uh, what he did, just he... Put an old shoe where his liver was. He said, I'll be fine. And then refused to take off his sunglasses. And once he got sober, everything was uh, great from that point on. So do you think you think Joaquin can have the same kind of bounce back? you think that's going to happen for him? I know he can. Um, I, uh, I watched that Letterman interview last night. I watched the whole 10 minutes of it. Well, it's everyone just... is upset about the beard, but yeah. I think it covers up the hair lip. Yeah. So I'm like... <laughs> All for it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, there were times, like, Robert Downey Jr. got so fucked up, he went and laid in a little kid's fucking airplane bed and took his dick out. <laughs> and you're like, well, you're done, dude. Yeah. You're never going to come back from this. You can't have a career. And now look at him. He's Iron Man, the Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah. He's doing uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, too. This year, things are going his way. <laughs> he just can't make a mistake. Drew Barrymore at, was begging to be in that Batman movie before she finally came back and started directing and making millions and millions of dollars. Well, we're talking about from drugs, not just from, like, you know, not having your career somewhere, but being, like, a fucked-up, drunk drug addict, you can bounce. I think, I think Lindsay Lohan's doing it. I know that you are refusing to see Machete, but I think that she did... 
I think she did a hell of a job, and I think she's coming back. I think this is, is that her. the same where she goes into a hardware store and takes a shit <laughs> in one of those toilets that's not hooked up? Oh, that would have been hysterical if it would have happened. Yeah. No, I thought she. I, I really think she's coming back. I think she's going to be able to play that strung out, N- fucked up chick. Do you think she'll be days. able to do Freaky Friday too? Yeah. Oh, be- if they ever plan on that. Um, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Uh, Mike, you're on fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. do you see the uh, NCAA currently has the Georgia player AJ Green indefinitely suspended while they investigate whether or not he sold one of his own jerseys on eBay? Uh, I find the whole thing to be ridiculous. I can't understand why these kids can't have some money where they're filling up a stadium. Okay, always, I, I've gotten into this argument with my buddy who plays for Texas. I get into it all the time because he's of the opinion uh-huh. that they don't, I, you know, I say I think the college players should get a salary. And he, he says, no, I don't think that they should. One, they do get somewhat of a salary under the table, you know, their per diem. Or at least, I mean, it's for Texas, it's ridiculous the amount of money they give them for food. Well, how much money do they give him for food? I think he gets. I think he gets like six hundred bucks a month or something like that. Well, that's not exactly ridiculous. Okay, six hundred dollars is about what it costs to eat for a month. For for one guy yeah. who's, who's eating all his meals for free at the football camp. This is for outside of outside of. Okay, uh, so you're saying they just give him six hundred? They get, he pretty much gets a check for six. Money. Yeah, I think so. And then okay. and then they're getting their school paid for. I mean, I, I'm on your side. I think they should get paid. But well, he, first of all, the school point. paid for. Most of them don't even want to go to school, or. Do they attend all their classes? No, but I mean the point is that without the school, they don't get the exposure. They don't ever get the opportunity to make the jump to the NFL. So it's necessary not all of them do. There. Only about uh, seven, six, seven percent of them get to make that kind of jump. So ninety-seven some percent of them uh, walk away with no money other than your six hundred dollars a month. That. To you, yeah, I mean, right now, it seems outrageous, but he's got to spend the rest of his life living I'm not that. saying it's outrageous. His argument always is, you know, if you give some of these guys salaries, you know, that's it. They won't even, they won't need to cut. They won't come to class. They won't do anything. They'll right. just get super fucked up all the time. Right, but what about the coach getting four or five million dollars a year? Yeah, and well, he's going home and getting super fucked up, too. Yeah, but he's an older white man. <laughs> See, that's what it comes down to. Know, yeah. Keep I the know. money for the older white guys. Yeah, I know. Um, and the guy who goes like this. This is about dignity, yeah. <laughs> and it's about integrity. Really? Because you're making millions of dollars, and these fucking inner-city youths are going back to where you fucking picked them up at. I don't know, but at the same time, it's kind of a crapshoot. Like, I'm here doing this internship, and for all I know, it's not going to turn into shit. And no, it I shouldn't. Just, and I've wasted, not wasted, but I've, for six months, you know, I'm not making any money. Right, nobody I mean, asked you to come here, though. No, not at all. We but begged no. you not to. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Uh, but th- I mean, those guys are doing the same thing. They're putting they they've got a shot to Dude, be to win the lottery and go I, to the I'm going to tell you right now with radio, yeah. it's bad and it's getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's your future right there. Look at Fez Watley <laughs> and the state that he's in from working in radio. I hope not. I hope not. Well, and let me tell you something, Fez. And I've never had an argument with you all these years. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing a live read. And you start matching my words. It makes me look bad to the client. I saw right. you getting pissed there. Um, Dave, North Carolina, you're in my face. Yeah, about five years ago, I was in Vegas on the Strip, and I had to go to the M&M factory with uh, some family and shit. And we saw Rob... Now, by M&M, are you, uh, the M&M factory, are you talking about where they make M&M's albums? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought that was called Eight Mile. Is your Eight Mile? It's a fabulous movie, wasn't it? Good. When Kim Bassinger was, oh, when she that scene where she's cheating on him, where he like walks up and sees her. I saw that movie in theaters. I was like mm-hmm. ten. It's a terrible idea. Well, Stuck that was his me. mom. She's so she's not cheating on a baby. 
What was it? Okay, well, what his chick, whoever his chick was when she was... That was the one that died. What's her name, uh, Hicks? Brittany Murphy. Yeah, uh, Brittany Murphy. That scene stuck sticks with me to this day. You want to see? He walks up and sees his chick cheating on him. Scene in that movie is when he goes into a hardware store and takes that shit. <laughs> Just a steamy shit, yeah. right? In a, you can't flush it either. No, you can't flush it because it's a store. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what is it that you wanted to say about Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, he was just walking around in there uh, by himself, sunglasses on, dark-ass place, just him wandering around the M&M place with a bunch of kids running around. It was very strange. He acted like he was just kind of out of it. Well, he was out of it. Um, oh, be- fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you get all fucked up on dope, it's it's hard to maintain. When, we, when Iron Man 2 premiered, I got... To bring up the draft house again. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. It's fucking been almost 24 hours. Yeah, they had the world premiere of Iron Man 2 there, and me and a couple of my buddies got tickets to it, and Robert Downey and John Favreau were there. He's he's bizarre. He's a bizarre. Like, he comes out, and he's wearing, he wears a weird suit, won't take off his sunglasses until right in the moment. Like, everything seems to be choreographed. He was giving his speech right before it. He was making jokes with sunglasses on, and then right as he gets to it, he takes off the sunglasses. But seriously, guys, I want to thank John. He's just a great artist and has been doing great things. And then when he goes back to making jokes, he puts his sunglasses back on. He just it, everything, those, everything is just perfect. He's Tony Stark. Yeah. Those had his gags. That all of his bits were written on the inside of his sunglasses. <laughs> um, it was weird. I was at this party that he was at right before he got big again. Yeah. And it was when he w- it was a uh, party for a uh, guy to recognize in your saints yeah. which is about the neighborhood oh, yeah. you live in now. And he was like really working hard like it. He even did a joke like, "Hey Monkey Boy's here to sell this uh, movie. Uh I'm back. I'm really doing my best to prove to everybody." And I'm like, "Look at you kissing ass trying to be a good fo-. And 2 years later I'm like, "Yeah, you were completely right." Yeah, that's what when he when we saw him he was making jokes like yeah, I just flew in on my private jet. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so two years really made a right. difference. That two years made career. all the. But he was wearing like a crazy Joker suit yeah. when I saw him too. He gets. He's got great clothes, I guess. Um, I that out. Well, you know, he's a tiny little man. Everything's gonna fit him. He looks like fucking salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> uh, Blake, Illinois, you're on my Yes, I got a late breaking Ichiban. Yeah. Um, Snooky just settled her court case for disorderly conduct. She got two days community service and a $533 fine, and the judge called her a Lindsay Lohan wannabe. Well, who isn't? I think we're all Lindsay Lohan wannabes, but uh, Snooky celebrated by going into a hardware store <laughs> and taking a righteous shit into a porcelain bowl that wasn't hooked up. Where, does, where do the judges get off on... Trying to trying to make comments to get it seems like every judge wants to get in the news now wants to have mm-hmm. his little snappy little shitty comment. Well, have like, you ever been in front of a judge? Uh, yeah, one time. I just they all act like of, Judge Judy. They yeah. all act like. Wait a minute! I thought this was going. You, you know, you're like uh, you're on. I thought this was going to be more formal. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to be yelling at me and tell me I came from a better family. Yeah, exactly. I, I think now you're making it personal. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to do is just swear whatever you want me to swear to. Never going to do it again and get out of here. And on my way out, be like pulling my tie off. That was always my thing. Of, Fuck this place. Yeah, absolutely. Throw but, the tie uh, in. The in air. the meantime, though, you try to pull the hair back. You slick in. You're like, um, this was a misunderstanding. I don't know who that belonged to. That's when you really turn on the southern accent, too, in front of the judge and the, the cops. Yeah, see, the thing is, where you're from, people like it. Oh, yeah, they don't like here, it. Down here. No. Here it sounds like, oh, hi, I'm here to kill blacks. <laughs> That's the problem with your accent. 
Every black person is going to see you as the enemy. I am wearing a shirt right now that says, screw you, we're from Texas. So. You look like all the bad people in Machete. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can kind of dig that. I like uh, Lapidus. Lapidus, the pilot from Lost. Do me a favor, don't run it for me, because I'm just, I haven't oh, seen yeah, it. I plan on seeing it. Do you plan on seeing it? I, yeah. I hope so. I really do I'm going so. to go see Machete and take a really sharp knife with me. Good. And uh, yell out, uh, I'm going to take the knife. Put it up to a kid's throat in front of me and yell out, it's 3D. <laughs> and just see if that gets everything going, Fez. Um, I, I thought it was kind of bizarre. At the end of Machete, during the credits, they announced um, they announced the two sequels that he was planning on making at the end of the movie. It was like they said, coming soon, the Machete, the Machete 2 and Machete Kills More 3. Um, he should Robert Rodriguez. I would love for him to change his name to Robert. I'm not a serious director, Rodriguez. <laughs> I am more concerned with cool than good. He's Harry Knowles' best friend. You can't get more cool than that. Well, yeah, and they and they sit and fucking paint models together like fucking children. What's wrong with that? What's the problem there? Because it's being a child. That's the fucking problem. Uh, well, with it. I'll be a child if I can hang out with Quentin and Harry Knowles all day. I understand that. <laughs> you want to grow up like this? There's the fucking ghost of Christmas future. Oh no. Okay. Um, I, what, I have several toys. What would it, uh, one of them's a dildo? You call it the purple guy. And Action figures. Brown and purple guy now because it's up his ass half oh, the God. time. <clears throat> have you ever put a dildo in your own ass? No, I have not. Don't lie. Jesus will hear you. Anal beads? No. No, no anal beads. I have not put a dildo up my ass. So you're completely not ready for the jump, right? Well, maybe my ass isn't. Yeah, that would be exactly what we're talking about. I'm uncomfortable, Ron. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. <laughs> I want you to see what happens up north. That's what you said Jesus will know. That's my brother. When I was little, um, my brother would always come at me with that. Don't lie. Does God know? Does God know? Every time. It was an older brother? Yeah. He and died. he would bring up God to you? He, like... he didn't care about it, but whenever I would lie to him, he'd say, oh, really? You weren't in my room? Does God know? Um, and that's when I was being into it, so I'd always give up right then. I'd say, yeah, you're right. Uh, Tom, you're on Run Fez. Hi. I just want to tell the laughing shit kicker to stop telling us what's at the end of Machete. We don't do that in New York. Well, don't first tell of all, friends, well, let uh, people watch the fucking movie and see it. And first of all, it's not the laughing shit kicker; it's the shitting laugh kicker. Yeah. So you got that wrong. Well, get it right. Uh, and what did he give away? The fact that they're going to do sequels. That runs at the end of the credits. Okay. Robert De Niro gets stabbed in the dick. Big deal. Yeah, okay. Lindsay Lohan gets her tits chopped off. So what? Why would any. This movie couldn't be ruined for you <laughs> because it is purposefully garbage. Am I right about it? Yeah. It's a B movie. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point of it. I mean, he really. All the colors are really. They pop out. First of all, cracks. we call them African Americans or blacks. <laughs> yeah. We don't call them coloreds. Okay, the picture, it's kind of got the crack, like old vinyl. When I went to school. <laughs> yeah, and dude, I didn't give away anything. It's like, I, it's in the credits. Hey, Robert Rodriguez directed it. I ruined that for you, too. Are you ready to replace Jermaine Lassier as our movie reviewer? I, I want to meet Jermaine. Uh, he's one of my favorite. He, him and Kathleen from the Bronx are the two uh, Ron Fest characters that I'm, I'm eager well, to Well, first of all, they're not characters. They're human beings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I apologize. Human beings that sometimes appear on the Ron and Fez show. Um, now, uh, what was Jermaine bringing up today? Because I know he's seen some good movies lately, but he had something up. Um, oh, here's your hero. Uh, Jermaine writes this. 
Uh, way to spoil the big surprise at the end of Machete, Rustin. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I'm sorry, G-Baby. And also, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm glad to hear that G- uh, G-Baby gave a very good grade to the American, which really? I know a lot of you youngsters aren't crazy about. I think I'm going to have to steal it and watch it again online. Because maybe it's tired. Cause See, I'm, I'm, it's just not your type of movie. You like a high body count. That's not true. It is my type. Like, I, like, I, I felt like going into it. What's your really... favorite movies of all time? Oh, God. I don't know if I could tell. Uh, I mean, I would probably go cliche, Scorsese. Like, I love Casino and Goodfellas. I've watched those a million times. Uh-huh. Uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I had you down for All the Pretty Horses. I thought that you were going to watch that over and over. Yeah, All the Pretty Horses is great. Uh, some of the... I don't know. I expl- try to get into John Wayne, but I love uh, Cowboys. was when I was really young. was my favorite movie of all that time. That was the last movie ever made. Really? Cowboys was? I believe so. Yeah. Is that true? Because he got killed in it. Hey, well, I don't want to give that away to Tom, yeah. who hasn't seen it yet. You shit-kicking fuck, master! <laughs> uh, look who it is. It's uh, your hero, Jermaine G-Baby. G-Baby, how you doing, pal? Hey, what's up, buddies? What's up, G-Baby? Hey, uh, Ruffin, yeah, big fan. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that about the end of the show. He's not a spoiler, and Ron's yeah. right. I mean, it is like just a B-movie that can't really be spoiled, but that's sort of the fun of it, that... Mm-hmm little thing that happened. You end up liking Machete. Oh, yeah. It's a hell of a... It's, 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 a, it's really fun. I mean, what it's exactly what you want in that movie. Well, I mean, I was the whole time watching it, I was sitting there smiling. Even the parts that got too ridiculous, it wasn't a, oh, fuck this. It was just funny. Like, it just made me laugh, you know? Yeah. And you could have took, like, a couple minutes out of it, because, I mean, we don't really need that much story. But, I mean, that's just total nitpicky shit for me. It was... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Really now, fun. I understand some rednecks are mad, though, because it's like an anti white republican thing it's and it and he promised he wasn't going to do it that way um I, I didn't hear about any controversy i think it's kind of ironic that it lost the weekend to the american uh yeah. and it is sort of the you know mexicans versus rednecks at the end it sort of becomes like uh you know sort of well the american um, wasn't actually a patriotic film though yeah. let's be honest about right that. right I just mean, like, on paper, it says the American beats Machete, and it's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, G-Baby, what did you think? Because I, I know when uh, Machete was first getting some hype that he was on Ain't It Cool, and then they came out and he said <laughs> the trailer that we put together for Ain't It Cool, it, that was kind of that was bullshit, that they weren't going to do a Mexicans versus Southern White Republicans movie if they just cut the trailer to kind of release it for... You know, Cinco de Mayo, and then it turns out that's exactly what the movie was about. I mean, yeah, it was the that's why they got trailer. mad at. Him. Yeah, what's that? It was an extended trailer. Yeah, that's what they ended up getting uh, mad at him, saying that he wasn't going to do it that way. And it, then I understand that's what but the film was. Why wouldn't he just say, "Yeah, this is what we're going to do"? Because that was so exciting when that trailer came out. I was pumped for it. I was pumped. Yeah, for it I liked then. the trailer too. It was good. Yeah. And maybe now I don't even need to see the film. You really built. They really just it's reverse engineered from that trailer that was in Grindhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, they took the shots from that and he's like, "How can I make this a movie?" Yeah, and then there's the single to mile trailer, which is awesome. And actually, honestly, Rustin knows way more about the Austin film scene. And I'm really jealous of the draft house experiences. I've been to two button amathons, and I'm going back next week for Fantastic Fest. But uh, maybe I should talk to Rustin and get some uh, recommendations. Now you've actually you've actually gotten into the button amathon. Like, got to them, my, oh, that's so cool! I've I've applied for the past three years, but I can't ever get in. I, I get I get on merit too, not even with my connections. Oh, that, wow, that's so cool! I mean, I always he he's always requires some kind of ridiculous picture or something like that, and I always send it in, but haven't got it. What was the last year? What was the big surprise? Because I know he always has a. I don't remember what the. Um, well, last year was we got to see Kick Ass like oh, a, that's like, right six yeah. months early, and then Avatar. That's but, 
Yeah, I'm going to have to find some uh, cool places to eat in uh, Austin and uh, you're going to recommend. Yeah, I can definitely give you some Austin recommendations. Uh, Austin's so fucking cool. Every day I think... I'm gonna petition. I'm gonna start a petition for the Ron and Fest show to move down to Austin. We talk about it. We talk about it all the time. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's a city in America that fits the attitude of this show better than Austin does. And we could have Harry Knowles. Like we could have G Baby and Harry Knowles in every Friday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, nev- I'm never gonna turn on G Baby. Not both of them. You know, both Harry Knowles. I don't have any time for because I don't like his speaking voice. Really? He's, yeah, I don't he, think he has a bad radio I've voice. I've seen him do a couple Q and A's, and I always thought he does a great job. Uh, no, uh, his radio voice doesn't work. We could get him a podcast and start practicing. Mm, that's between you and him. Yeah. Uh, G-Baby, anything to see this weekend? Uh, no, not really. The only movie coming out is the Resident Evil movie. It's not going to be very good. And I saw this movie last night called The Virginity Hit, which is supposed to be like American Pie reality movie. It's not very good. Have you seen Catfish, G-Baby? I have. How would uh, you... It's really good. Uh, there was a screening in New York that I had tickets for and missed it. What would you think? Was it, it was worth it? It's worth seeing. Don't read anything about it. I mean, okay. even the trailer gives away a little too much, but uh, yeah. check it out for sure. I think it opens next week. Oh, very cool. Thanks a lot, G-Baby. And right. uh, tonight is supposed to be the uh, Louis C.K., but we sold out in New York, Fuzz? Sold out in New York at the... Uh, at the FC th- Center. Yeah, right. So there's an extra date added. And that is September 14th. Go to louisck.com for ticket information. All right, kicking ass, uh, taking names. Uh, but look around in your town, because this is rolling out across the country. All that information will be there at louisck.com. All right, G-Baby, you need to plug anything, pal? No, not, right, not today, boys. Have uh, a great show. Talk to you later. Well, it's already done. <laughs> so it would have been better if you would have said you had a great show. You still have to today to get in on the Ron and Fez football pools by going to 202friends on Twitter.com. Two of them running this season. The Ron and Fez pigskin pick them. Grand prize there, Drew Brees autographed football. The other one, the Ron and Fez elimination pool. Grand prize, signed ball from Ocho Cinco. You still have through today to get signed up. What does the winner of our league get? Uh, it's going to be a surprise. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And a lot of people have asked me about this. And I promised management I uh, wouldn't talk about it, but uh, I'm going to. I got some serious ONA uh, gossip, some serious ONA news. It seems that. Uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Dog. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite 